0: Yo! MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Thursday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. big head joe
1: and i'm steven marshall
0: and we have got a spoilerific episode of yo mtg taps for you this week we are going to be talking about m15 m15 is a set that takes place i don't know because they've confused the heck out of me with the flavor um but uh before we get into that uh, just wanted to let everyone know who listened the last time we were talking about vintage masters and about how the release queues were ending January, or January, J- ending July second. Uh, they are now in the limited queues. so you can do vintage masters sealed, vintage masters eight four four three two two, Lord knows why, or you can do um, the uh, vintage masters Swiss drafts. Uh, all available still for your drafting and limited playing pleasure so also also yes
1: so will the council bug has been fixed
0: ah okay so so no pack one pick one on that anymore (laughs) for the for the probably
1: probably still pack one pick one it but yeah
0: it's good it's really good
1: no mind games to be had by voting for their second best uh creature
0: (laughs) right moving on M15, it's here, we've got the full spoiler, it went up on Friday, I believe, and, uh, this set looks really awesome, um, I think we say that all the time, but, uh, I mean, I think everyone says that with every set, just about, except for maybe, like, legions, but that was a while ago, so, you know, the set looks really cool, and, uh, but who knows, like, what's gonna actually go down with it, um...
1: People weren't too jazzed about Born of the Gods.
0: No, not really. I thought it was cool, but um, I also like bad cards, as you will see <laughs> from our little review. Uh, so I posted this morning, thanks to Tour de France, um, I got up at 5 a.m. and was able to actually post ex- or extensive show notes uh, for M15. So I got to look at every the whole set and just kind of jot down thoughts on everything and uh, my condolences to Mark Cavendish. Uh, hope he can get back on his bike as soon as possible. Um, and so, you know, and, and so I sent these notes to Stephen, and then, uh, Steven's like, uh, Hey, um, kind of being a jerk in these show notes. So basically he just went and trashed. <laughs> he basically went through and like trashed all my show notes, which was really funny. But uh, so, so we're going to be arguing basically for the next hour and a half, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, that, that, that's kind of what to expect. Uh, <laughs> I've got a lot of goofy ideas and, and Steven calls them out as goofy ideas. So uh, spoiler alert, uh, just like the spoiler I got today from Facebook about true blood. Bummed about that. Still can't watch till Tuesday. Oh well. Uh, so first of all, just first card here is uh, in white. Uh, Johnny Steadfast. And just so y'all know, we're mostly going to be talking about constructed with this set review, um, it, because limited resources does limited, and they do a really good job about it. And frankly, I mean, I, I like talking about limited, and we will. You know, if there are cards we're excited about for limited, we will talk about them. But um, if you're looking for like a really, really comprehensive, amazing set review for limited, check out whatever limited resources puts up. Uh, they usually post on about the Friday, like the night before the pre-release. Check that out. You'll be you won't yeah. be disappointed.
1: That's um, the corner.
0: Yeah, that's right. You're
1: trying to step to the corner.
0: Mm-mm, no way. No way. Uh, you know, come I'm for
1: fr- the king. You best not miss.
0: I'm 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 from Baltimore, man. I know all about that. So uh <laughs> <it's like laughs> Um so uh Johnny's steadfast. Um I I love this planeswalker. Uh I think it does lots of really cool stuff. The one thing I really like is the fact that it can like I mean the, the minus two ability is my favorite. And when I was thinking about this card at first, I was thinking that it started with a loyalty of three. But it's actually a loyalty of four, so you can just burn up that minus two twice, which is what I want to do with the Johnny Steadfast. Like that's all I want to do with a Johnny Steadfast, is to just burn that, uh, that minus two twice and pump up either the new Jace or Kiora with the, uh, the minus2 ability. Um, just because, I mean, the new Jace we'll get into, but a lot of people aren't too impressed with it, but that ultimate is pretty sick and um you know blue white planeswalkers or or bant walkers is not a far fetched um deck idea you know like bant control is not a far fetched uh plan so the ajani steadfast comboed with both of those cards makes their ultimate happen in two turns so the way it happens is first you have an ajani steadfast on the field um and then you the next turn you, you guess you plus one them you know um, then you play the new jace or the new or new kiora or the kiora um you plus one either one of those planeswalkers you minus two the ajani the next turn you minus two the ajani first and then you ultimate whichever one you have out and that's just i mean second turn of casting it like you know i mean a creature you play it you has summoning sickness next turn you untap with it and you attack This is like you play a Planeswalker, you untap with it, and you ultimate. Um, You know, even if that's best-case scenario, you know, I mean, if you're playing control, you've probably, you know, got a handle on the board. Uh, Either one of those ultimates is going to really damage your opponent, if not outright defeat them. Um, I like
1: doing it with Kiora. I mean, at least a Kiora, like, because this whole scenario kind of depends on, you know, your opponent just sitting there and just watching you uh, play with your planeswalkers uh, oh, yeah. while they do nothing. But uh, I think at least at least with Kiora you're you're shutting down one attacker during during that whole the whole thing. I, I actually like a Johnny Steadfast. People are kind of uh, down on it just because the the minus two it's it's either going to be good at putting counters on your creatures or planeswalkers, but not both. And so people are just like, well that's you know you're leaving value on the table. But uh I mean you you, you covered the what, what it can do. I guess people just aren't used to growing the counters on their Planeswalkers right. that, ra- that rapidly um, in Standard right now. But, I mean, just the side of the creatures where you're not, you know, you don't even worry about doing it with the Planeswalkers. I mean, if you just curve out, like, I don't know, you curve into, let's say, an Experiment 1, into Call of the Conclave, into, now this is Magical Christmas Land, but Locks <laughs> and Smiter, into sure. a Johnny Steadfast, minus 2, and minus 2 next turn. I mean, you've... uh that's, I don't know. That's a lot. That's a lot of power on the board. Yeah. There.
0: No, it's true. I mean, you, but here's the. You know, just like. So for the people who are thinking, oh, you you can only put it on you know, planeswalkers or creatures. You've got a white planeswalker that makes three creatures, for a plus one. So how can you just play Elspeth and this in the same deck, and then you go, okay, I tick up my Elspeth and I put counters on these tokens, like. That doesn't seem bad. I mean, that doesn't seem like a bad thing to do.
1: You you're probably winning a game with a, an a Johnny and an Elspeth on the board.
0: Yeah, but you're, you know, I mean, you you win a game with an with a Elspeth and a Jace on the board too. Uh but it usually takes a couple turns. I mean, I mean the the uh whatever one, Architect of Thought. You know what I mean? Like usually if I'm sitting across from a control player and they have both of those planeswalkers on the battlefield, that's usually the way games begin to end. So, um you know, having the Ajani in place of the, of the Jace and ticking up with the Elspeth and then ticking up the Elspeth with the Ajani and pumping up the creatures, I don't think that's a bad way to go either. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, and maybe, maybe you finally get a White Devotion deck. I don't know.
0: And in and, and a Tokens deck also, because I mean, there's a Naya Tokens deck. I think Ajani Steadfast fits just fine in that, too.
1: Yeah, it'd be pretty good that.
0: You know, because you're just like, okay, I've got all these tokens, pump them, pump them, pump them. You know, so that seems pretty good. Uh, so we like we like a Johnny's head fast then, both of us.
1: I do. I think it'll see play.
0: Cool. Yeah, me too. I think it will too. Um, I hope that those cynical folks will trade me their Johnny's. Um, and speaking of a Johnny's, we've got his pride mate. A Johnny's pride mate um, is a. Uh, it's what is it? Double white. Or I don't have that. Nope. I don't
1: one, actually. One, one and a white for a two, two. Whenever you gain life, you may put a plus one, plus one counter on a Johnny's pride mate.
0: Yep. First of all, remember it's a may ability. So uh, don't miss your triggers. Um, I think I, uh, you know, like people are already playing white aggro decks. Uh, I've seen white aggro decks running path to bravery and Archangel of Thune. um, well, let's 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 take this, this, the concept one step further. I know you kind of hate this idea, but um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, hopeful eidolon is your one drop, a Johnny's pride Mate as your two drop, um, path of bravery as your three, uh, dawn bringer charioteers is your four, archangel of Thune at five, and just just give us Felidar's uh, sovereign at six, and I'll be a happy happy boy.
1: I don't know what that is.
0: Um, it's like if you. Gain if you have forty or more life, you win the game or something, and uh, it's a six. It's a six drop. Felidar Sovereign is a four-six for two white and four. It is a cat beast. It's a mythic from Zendikar. Vigilance Life Link at the beginning of your upkeep. If you have forty or more life, you win the game. So well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, not in the set, but uh, you know, I don't know. I, I You know, I I think that having you know the hopeful Idolon is a card that I've been, it's a one, one life link and um, you know, it can equip for four. So I don't know. I've always wanted it to have a home mm-hmm. uh, in standard because I don't know. I like it, but being able to play the pride mate turn two and then swing with your one, one life link. And then you have a three, three pride mate, you know, I mean, it doesn't seem bad.
1: And especially yeah, you just made, a, made a call of the conclave.
0: No, but Call of the conclave's <laughs> rotating though, and uh, well, path of bravery is rotating, and I guess archangel is too. Well,
1: you know anyway. not rotating. What? Sunbond and ordeal of Heliod.
0: Ha! Well, when you're right, you're right.
1: Now, Con- <laughs> <laughs> Conley Woods put up a, a deck list of <laughs> including those cards before he moved on to uh, black green Dredge earlier in the standard season. Oh my. Goodness. So it might it might be a thing. I don't know.
0: If 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 Conley tried it. It, then, that
1: doesn't mean anything. <laughs> no, it doesn't,
0: because Conley will try anything. And the difference that just between, means it's printed. The difference between Conley and anyone else is that Conley can have success when he tries anything. Because um, he's a really talented dude. Uh, so, uh, Avison Guardian Angel. Um, this, so, my official stance is, meh. This is not <laughs> old Avacyn um i just feel like it's pretty expensive it just doesn't uh i don't know
1: yeah i made a really i I said this angel doesn't have a hope of seeing standard play yeah
0: wow (laughs) oh no so yeah you, you were like it's good except versus mono black or control that's funny. That's, like, all the decks.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if there's a different standard, it could see. It maybe could see play. It doesn't seem bad. It's yeah. It's got three white uh, costs in the color. So, you know, you got your your, your white devotion engine going.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've got and a couple, couple. And it's of got,
1: it's, a, it's about as good a mana sink as there is with Nikthos.
0: Mm Yeah, I guess. I guess. But it doesn't protect itself, though. That's the only thing. That's the only. That's the only thing I'm not crazy about with it is that it doesn't protect itself. It only protects other creatures. So you go, oh, okay, you protect your other creatures. Yeah, I'll just kill that then.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't save anything from a doom blade or hero's downfall or supreme verdict. So
0: right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not crazy about it. Yeah, like the old avison was like, your stuff's indestructible. You know, it's like, yeah, that works. You know, it costs eight, but that, that I can I can roll with that. You know, but this just doesn't. Feel like it does enough, um, or it does a lot, but not a lot that I want to do with a. What is the six drop? Is it a six cost or no, five? Oh, five.
1: Two five? The fight. yeah.
0: Nah, okay, that's that's not bad. What is it like a? What is it like a five four? Or...
1: Yeah, five four flying vigilance
0: for five. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. That's not I'm bad. Just, I'm just looking at the abilities. Five four flying vigilance for five. Sarah Angel is 4-4 Flying Vigilance for 5. Okay. And with the some extra upside. Yeah, all right. All right.
1: Yeah, Mono White Devotion. Yeah. All just right. Not, just not this standard.
0: Sure. Okay. Okay. You, you've kind of, you've taken me off the official stance of meh and kind of to a we'll see. Cool. All right.
1: I mean, wait. Just wait. I mean, it'll be really cheap when no one plays it <laughs> for the next several months.
0: That's true. Get them like desecration demons when they dropped um battle mastery so battle mastery is a card that i like you wrote you crazy but i like battle mastery because uh i played the naya hexproof deck at the tcg player event and uh i went 6-3 lost out on cash in my last round again uh which is always fun battle mastery so when i played the hexproof deck I really wanted double strike more than more often than not. And um, Boros charm was cool, but like, I always felt like I wanted one more Boros charm than I had. Like when I needed it, I needed it twice. Like I needed it for like two turns. (laughs) Um, Battle mastery just slaps double strike on something. And uh, you know, it doesn't pump, which is unfortunate, but I like it. Um, I, I think it wouldn't be terrible as like a one of as like a fifth, uh, Boros Charm, or whatever. But that's I, it. Huh?
1: I wouldn't be running this over. Like, so you're already running four Unflinching Courages, right? Yeah. What about Gift of Orzova? I'd, I'd be playing that over this.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really... I, I think I should have run it main deck. Um, actually, the one card that was just the most horrendous oversight, I think, on my part, was the card Flesh and Blood. If I had, like, two Flesh and Blood in my deck, I probably would have top-aided. Because, like, just being able to go, I've got this 10-10 sitting here, you know, like, I can't attack in or whatever because it's holding the fort down. If I could have just went, uh, 10-you, then, like, I would have won probably at least two extra games in the tournament. But, uh, whatever.
1: Just play more Lifelink. Just play more Lifelink Auras.
0: Yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, like but the thing is though, like if you don't have the unflinching courage, if you don't have the trample, like just being able to like like tend them to the head is really good. It was a card I missed and like just I mean missed entirely and then also missed in hindsight. You know what I mean? Uh but oh well. Um whatever. I I don't think that the deck's going to survive back to nature anyway. <laughs> we'll <laughs> get there. Um so uh uh, Boonweaver Giant is the next card. So like there's all these really expensive like Aura searching cards. Uh, like like Tutor Aura tutors. Like Boonweaver Giant costs seven to search up an aura. Uh plea for guidance is like six. You get to search up two. Is it It's not Aura specific. I think it's just enchantments.
1: That's just enchantments. This one's Aura.
0: Right. This one's Aura specific. Um, If there was like some sort of like Eldrazi conscription or something in standard, like, you know, something really expensive to properly abuse this with. I think there are like one or two, like six drop uh, enchantments from like Theros, or not Theros block, from like Return to Ravnica block. I want to say there was like a six mana aura that was like blue and white i can't remember what it did but like jameson had them in his like like 10 cent pile or whatever
1: oh i know what you're talking about yeah but it only gave like plus x plus x for like each card in your hand i think and if you dealt damage you draw. i don't even remember
0: yeah but i mean like so like something like that you know if there was something that was just big enough that like playing this for seven and searching that up was worth it Um, but it just seems like it's just way too expensive to, like, actually get any value out of it.
1: Righteous Authority.
0: There we go. What does it do?
1: Um, Enchant Creature, it's three blue-white. Enchanted Creature gets plus one, plus one for each card in its controller's hand, though as a seven drop, uh, you're probably not getting much of a boost there. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of the draw step of Enchanted Creature's controller, that player draws an additional card. No,
0: not even worth it. No. You know, but something like that in terms of like really expensive Aura, you know, if you could search it up and throw it on there, maybe it would be worth it, but I just don't think so. Um so uh Congregate. Um Congregate, my note on Congregate is people will play this at the pre release and you will beat them two turns later. That's that's my note on Congregate. So um I, don't I still ever... don't understand
1: what's happening in the art.
0: I didn't even look at it. I don't, I don't ever look at magic art. <laughs> I, hate to say, I hate to admit that, but it's true.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that thing is that they're standing on. But go on. Um, that's, all, that, that's all I have to say about Congregate.
0: <laughs> right on. Um, Constricting Sliver. Um, now, this is uh, It's a six drop, right? But the ability is really huge. Uh, it's basically exiles something until it leaves play.
1: Yeah, it's um, five for a three three and sliver creatures basically have banisher priest ability. Yeah. When when a creature enters the battlefield, you may exile a target creature until the creature leaves the battlefield.
0: Yeah, and that's I mean that's gonna be huge and limited, and especially like if you have like a follow-up sliver to play, or if you're you know drafting slivers, or uh, or you know, you've got enough in your sealed pool to get some value out of it, but even by itself in like sealed Paying six, dropping this, exiling their bomb, where they may have exhausted a lot of removal at this point. Um, does die to lightning strike in limited, but whatever. Who cares?
1: Worthy. Oh, God. If you, okay, so wait. So if you play constricting sliver and then play like three more slivers, what happens if you kill the original constricting sliver and they lose that ability? Oh, like do, do does all your stuff just immediately come back or does it like do they stay exiled or
0: oh that's uh, that's a
1: yeah it's sliver creatures you control have when this creature enters the battlefield you may exile target creature an opponent controls until this creature leaves the battlefield i think i think they still stay exiled until the other subsequent slivers get killed because, I mean, like, I don't know what happens if you have, like, a Banisher Priest, and it exiles something, but you, like, turn and burn it. Or you just turn it for the turn. It's not like everything comes back as soon as you turn it into, like, a, the O one. one
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's just weird. I, I, I want to think that it works that way. But if the creatures, l- like, lose that ability when the sliver leaves...
1: Well, it's only depend like, um, the exile... I think- think the creature being in exile is only dependent upon the presence of the creature that put it in exile and so even if it loses that ability it still is only in exile until that creature leaves.
0: Oh okay. Yeah. And
1: I think that's how that works.
0: That sounds right. We'll have to definitely wait for the uh release notes or whatever to get the final ruling on that cuz they better <laughs> put something about that on the on the FAQ, you know. Um because that's a, that's a really confusing uh, thing there. Um, so, uh, Dauntless River Marshal. Uh, this seems really good in, uh, in like, limited. And it actually could be, you know, could see some play in, like, blue-white aggro. Because blue-white aggro is a thing right now um, in standard. It's not a great thing, but it exists. Um, it's a 2-1 it's a for 2. Uh, that gets plus one plus one if you control an island and then has blue and three tap target creature that doesn't require tapping. So, I mean, you can tap down something and, and swing in with a bunch of creatures. I mean, this is, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, like I think, okay. So this would be good in blue, white aggro while hollowed fountain exists in standard. Cause I don't really see this being any good without like something like hollowed fountain. Mm.
1: So yeah, there was a Esper kind of humans aggro deck mm-hmm. that was around for a little while. And I think this would slot right in because it was also running Xanthrid Necromancer and um oh I can't even remember. It's the <laughs> one white blue three one flyer that detained when mm-hmm. in the Battlefield, which is yep. also human. Everyone yeah. forgot about that.
0: Right, uh, right.
1: And so is this guy. So um that that deck, you know, ran plenty of hallowed fountains. And um I, I could see it slotting in there. It's just another kind of disruptive but aggressive creature. And uh it's it was just the closest thing to like almost a tempo deck that existed in standard for, for a very brief amount of time and the deck was actually pretty good. I don't know I don't know really why uh it dropped off. Yeah, but I I could see that. Whatever. Yeah. Uh the the thing that just bums me out is just I don't I don't understand why the blue white one is the most aggressive. I just I don't know. The green you know,
0: like really though, the green white one isn't that bad either. The green white one is uh you know, it's one green for a one one and it gets plus one plus one if you control planes. I mean that's like half a wild nicaudel. Um so I mean it technically can be a two two on turn two.
1: Yeah, I mean this one and the Sunblade Elf are the only one that only ones that are even remotely constructed playable. Yeah. And this one I'm not even sure on.
0: Right on. Um so, Devouring Light, really excited to see this card in standard because the one thing I've been saying about the white decks and, uh, you know, just in general, white right now is that it hasn't had an instant speed removal spell other than uh, what Celestial Flare. Celestial Flare's good. I mean, uh, I don't know too many like mono white decks that run it, but, uh, you know, it gets play in blue white on occasion. Um, but uh, Devouring Light's a really good spell and it exiles. Um, Instant Speed, the Convoke is pretty good. Um, I would have preferred, like, Path or Condemn, um, because that doesn't involve combat involvement, you know? So you can't just, like, your opponent plays an Aetherling, they tap out to play it or something because they're being stupid, and then you just end of turn Devouring Light it. You can't, like, do that because it has to be involved in combat. Um, but, uh, the thing that I actually think is a really cool, um... Well, two things. So first of all, like Precinct Captain uh, makes a creature. So like being able to like lower the cost of Devouring Light and uh, use a creature that isn't involved in combat. Because you know most of the time you're playing a white deck, you want all your creatures involved in combat every turn. You know, but you got this extra creature just laying around until the following turn. You have something to do with it. You can use it as mana to cast your Devouring Light, Um, or um, the the Brimaz. So, like, Brimaz has Vigilance, Token has Vigilance, you can attack with them, and then you can use them both for the uh, for the Convoke, which Steven does not seem to be a fan of that idea, but uh, it's a really good idea, so I don't know why you're not a fan of it.
1: <laughs> it's not, a, okay, actually, walking it through, I, I wasn't thinking about it, that the Brimaz tokens also have Vigilance, so you can then, you can attack with them and also, you know, use them for Convoke.
0: Yeah, you can. It's slightly better. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just I just don't like I, I don't like effects where you need them to be in combat like yeah I mean the Convoke's nice the Convoke's really cool and it, I get, it works with Brimaz and probably only Brimaz really uh, in an advantageous way because otherwise yeah. if, I want, if I'm spending three mana for a removal I'll just play Banishing Light
0: right right right
1: because I don't really need an Azorius charm effect in an aggressive deck yeah, where you like you, you know, like need them two blocks and then you're not dealing damage and then you get to deal with the uh, the threat. Yeah, if you've got three untapped creatures,
0: they're probably not going to attack in with the one creature that you uh need them to attack with. It seems like it's going to be really easy to play around because it's like because it's the only white instant removal spell. Mm-hmm. You know, like all the white removal spells that are instant speed require combat involvement. So like if you're sitting there holding up two white and an untapped creature, and then like y- <laughs> your opponent has a ginormous creature, they're probably not going to swing in because they know you've got it or they're going to assume you've got it. But at the same time, you know, that might not be a bad trick to play. I'm not a big fan of tricks, but, uh, you know, it's a good way to mess with your opponent. If you're into that sort of thing, I guess.
1: I mean, convoke tricks are a lot harder to play around because you could be tapped out. I mean, if I'm, if I'm playing, uh, so I was playing the Naya Tokens deck, and I've got like an Elvish Mystic on turn two, but I'm playing against blue white, and they have a Island and a Plains untapped up. I'm not going to just swing in for the free damage just because it's more than likely an Azorius Charm, <laughs> right? <laughs> that, right. That way. So um, yeah, any of the combat white instant removal spells are, I don't know, they they they're, they they're pretty easy to play around, but I, I guess Convoke can make make a, a bit of a difference.
0: Yeah. Um, now Ephemeral Shields, that's the one that gives indestructible, right?
1: It is one yeah. and a way. Cool. Convert. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, now this one could just be free with Brimaz plus the token, which I actually really like because Brimaz is a creature that you want to kill because he's a nasty bugger. Um, so like that could actually be really good because yeah, you know, you want to indestructible is nice and free indestructible is really nice and still being able to attack with your creatures, which again, like we said is the purpose of an aggro deck is to attack with your creatures uh, seems decent. It seems like a decent way to protect them, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah,
1: I no this one I actually agree with this one I I would imagine sees play. I mean, um, oh, <laughs> the, I can't think of it now. The one white instant with uh, Strive.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that,
1: that that sees play now. Uh, that gives indestructible, right. and this one you can actually still tap out. And, you know, save your Brimaz against, like, a Supreme Bird who can keep swinging next turn, which is just pretty sweet.
0: True. Very true.
1: Yeah, Brimaz is good. It's a good card.
0: Brimaz is a very good card. Um, they've, they've seen a little dip in price. Not too much, but enough to make me want to lock down my play sets as soon as possible. Because it's a really good card, and I think it's going to see a ton of play after rotation, even if it's not seeing so much right now. Mizzium Mortars is still a card. Um,
1: yeah but white devotion
0: white devotion there it yeah. is you're you're all in on this white devotion plan, man um spear of heliod, heliod himself, and brimaz right there, boom,
1: heliods yeah, you double tur- Vigilance
0: heliod's turned on vigilant vigilance, um uh, speaking of heliod, wow, good transition, I didn't even mean this Heliod's pilgrim, <laughs> so. This card's named after a Theros god. Like, didn't we just have Theros? Like, this just feels like the flavor for this set just seems all over the place, and I don't really like it. Um, Like, you've got... I mean, I understand the souls of the certain places, but then you've got, like, Kinsbale skirmishers, and they just kind of went, hey, you know all the, like, all of the things that we did in all those other sets? Let's just put them all in here. Like the past uh, core sets have been, you know, even if they made new cards that were similar, they've been like kind of um, plain neutral. You know what I mean? Like Like, self-contained. Yeah. Like where this is just all over the map. And maybe there's a story behind that. Maybe there isn't. I would like to think there is because they usually put a little more thought into these sort of things um but regardless uh heliod's pilgrim is a really good card um it's a three mana tutor for an aura on a body i mean that's really good
1: yeah i mean i th- I, I think it's great it's uh i think you could have gotten away printing it at one in white but i guess they're just too scared after stoneforge mystic but one there's and no a white yeah
0: no way
1: Stoneforge Mystic. That's Stoneforge Mystic stats. One. Yeah. One light for a one two.
0: Yeah, but it was also Shooter. a rare, and it's now like 30 bucks. So, I mean, like, this is an uncommon, and you, do you really want to do that? I don't know.
1: It's a common. It's a common.
0: Oh, it's a common. Jeez. Um, I just assume oh. this is an uncommon. This is such a good card. And, but now, the one thing to remember about this card is that it does not tutor for bestow creatures.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs>
0: yeah, because they're, they're creatures. When they're anywhere else, you have to pay their bestow costs for them to be an aura.
1: Is there is there any application for this card outside of like Naya Hexproof? Like, are there any like could you make like a tutor package of like, one of's um, like I don't know, Chain to the Rocks or Underworld Connect? I, I couldn't really think of any like really amazing one of uh, auras well, Ch- that you'd want.
0: Chain to the Rocks is really good. Banishing Light.
1: Banishing Light's not an aura though.
0: Oh, you're right. It's, it's not. Be an, yeah, yeah, it's got Oh, good point.
1: Um, yeah, I couldn't really think of that many.
0: I don't know. Um, Battle mastery. No, but um.
1: <laughs> don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what that is.
0: Or um, you know, actually, uh, let me skip down the list a little bit here. Um, spectral ward. How about that?
1: Spectral ward. What is that?
0: It's the one that's uh two white and three. And then three
1: three four. white white. Three yeah. yeah oh two. that's the same thing. Yeah. Yes he, it is. Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> two white and three, like I said. Uh gives plus two, plus two, and protection from all colors, and this effect does not remove auras. So um you could search for that. That's really good, and you definitely don't want more than one in your deck.
1: Yeah. Um you could play your life gain deck. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, so so, no. so, so so you're so you're signing off on this then, are you? All right, cool. So it's
1: done. oh no, you can't get you can't get the bestow creatures. Never mind.
0: No, you can't. You can't get the bestow okay. creatures, right? Um, but no, they're, they're this this card only gets better the more cards that we see in standard. You know, like certain cards, like like red decks. Typically, when rotation happens, red decks are terrible, and the reason why I mean, oh, maybe red aggro decks are great or can be great, but, like, typically, like, you can't play a burn deck right after rotation because you just don't get to see enough cards. I'm going to try. You're going to fail because, like, you're going to lose so many good spells and you're not going to gain enough in place. And that's the problem with, like, like, burn is, like, at its best, and this has been historically accurate, burn is at its best, like, the summer before a new set or the summer before rotation because that's the point where it has the maximum card pool to draw from and gets the most tools to at its disposal. So like um you can't really just but like but it gets better and better and better the more sets that are added to standard. And like Heliods uh Pilgrim, same thing. You know, once rotation happens, we did just come off of an enchantment block, but you know, it's still going to be a lot worse than it will be in three sets when we have like a wealth of of, of auras to choose from. Um, now, uh, you know, one card that I'm just thinking of that would be really great to search for with this. Uh, my favorite aura that I've seen from uh, from this set
1: um,
0: is the uh, the Inferno Fist. Oh. <laughs> the the plus two plus two for a red and one and then you can tap a red and sack it to deal two damage to a creature or whatever i -hmm. mean like or creature or player like you could search that up if you needed a burn spell or something i don't know you know i mean there's just uh just there's applications for it and i think it's going to see a lot of play it tutors tutors always see play especially when they're three mana or less tutors
1: a gift of immortality shenanigans
0: there you go perfect That's right, when it enters the battlefield. Oh, man.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of combo. I don't know. (laughs) I'm Uh, guessing not.
0: I I want to believe. I have a couple Gift of Immortalities in my, like, hoarding binder for rotation because I want to believe in Gift of Immortality. Um, I also do have a uh, Japanese Bearer of the Heavens. Same reason. Probably not ever going to see play. Put them both together in a deck and thank me later. Um, so,
1: uh, Joe, go ahead and cast your uh, Heliod's Pilgrim. Okay. So, uh,
0: okay. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to tap a white and I'm going to tap uh, two more. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to cast Heliod's Pilgrim. Heliod's Pilgrim is on the stack.
1: Oh, and I have a response. You have a have response. response. Yes. Yeah, okay. so I too will ca- tap two and a white. But I will cast my. You mean a white?
0: Hush, you mean a white and two?
1: A white, no, two colorless and one white colored. <laughs> you you mana. mean a
0: white and two colorless?
1: I mean, it's some bizarro land. Maybe that's what I'd say. Mm, but all right, we're playing Magic the Gathering right now. Oh, uh, that's right. So in response, I cast Hushwing Griff.
0: Oh, you activated my trap card. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, Hush Hushwing Griff. Okay, let me read this card. Uh, flying flash. Uh, cards entering the battlefield don't cause abilities to trigger. What? Oh, oh, snap. Okay, so your Hushwing Griff enters the battlefield, and then my Heliod's Pilgrim enters the battlefield. It resolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my Heliod's Pilgrim does nothing. Well, that stinks. Let's try that scenario again in a, in a different order. Okay? Okay. Okay, so I'm going to tap a white and two, and I'm going to cast, uh, cast uh, Heliod's Pilgrim. You let okay. it resolve. Okay, yeah, the... it, it resolves. Okay, so it sure. enters the battlefield. Trigger goes on the stack
1: response to the trigger. Uh-huh. I tap two colorless mana, one white colored mana and cast Hushwing Griff with that trigger on the stack. What uh-
0: <laughs> My opponent is so bad. Here is a noob token. You <laughs> get no benefit and I'm going to search up Aura that destroys target Hushwing Griff. Uh,
1: oh, I am so, undone.
0: So uh, the point of this exercise was to say that um you need to cast Hushwing Griff. So, like, if you're, if you're trying to blow an opponent out who wants an, an enter the battlefield trigger to happen right away, you have to cast Hushwing Griff with their spell on the stack. Because as soon as that creature resolves, it hits the battlefield and the trigger goes on the stack. Casting Hushwing Griff in response to the trigger going on the stack won't counter the trigger. The trigger will still resolve. Future enter the battlefield triggers will not trigger when Hushwing Griff is on the battlefield. But um, you have to cast Hushwing Griff while Heliod's Pilgrim is still on the stack if you really want to eliminate the uh enter the battlefield trigger and that was the point of that uh of that exercise and it was something i didn't think about until i like read the card and was sitting i was like oh wow that's really something we should probably mention on the podcast huh yeah Uh, um (laughs) so there you go the more you know if i knew the music to that i would hum it but i don't um (laughs) so uh
1: i I know it but i'm not going to
0: thank you uh mass calcify uh seven mana sweeper are you excited
1: Well, it's a, it's another mana sink for the white devotion deck. Bam. Uh, no. Um, yeah. One thing I notice is there's no wrath of god and there's no planar cleansing in the set, so uh, things are looking pretty grim for for sweepers uh, for control players going into rotation. I mean, um, I don't I don't know. It's just gonna take a lot for for blue white control to recover, and it's not like it's completely dominating right now I, either. I mean, they're losing. Uh, jace architect of thought detention sphere supreme verdict which is the really big one and uh well i guess sphinx's revelation as well yeah that's um, the really. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty big but yeah. uh the other thing was that in uh one of the m15 preview columns aaron forsyth mentioned that cons of Tarkir, the next set is a very red feeling plane so it seems like uh yeah it's grim times for azorius and uh yeah i'm feeling pretty good hate the hate the hate's alive
0: Um, yeah, you know, like, uh, Supreme Verdict came with Return to Ravnica, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. so, so they were given a sweeper in the big fall set and, uh, could very well be given one again. Um, even if the plane feels red, it doesn't mean that, uh, that white won't get thrown a good sweeper or anything.
1: No, it's just, there's going to be, they're going to need a lot of cards in the next set.
0: Who knows? Maybe they reprint Damnation. Let's do it. <laughs> do it. I'm all about it. I want. I want. I want Damnation to be reprinted so bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, if there's if there's not a good sweeper in, in cons, then um, there's there's some trouble for control.
0: It's true. No, it's very true. Um, so yeah. Um, Pillar of Light. I just wanted to do another public service announcement. Pillar of Light says toughness. Which I could have read that card a thousand times before I noticed that it. it said toughness for greater. Almost all of the like removal spells are like, you know, exile target creature with power for greater. You know, like, they all say power, power, power. This one says toughness. Just FYI. It's not based on power. It's based on toughness. Which is good if you're trying to remove a wall of frost. Um, but lord knows why you'd waste a removal spell on that. Uh, Preeminent Captain, uh, Preeminent Captain uh, can potentially give you free stuff when it attacks. You can put a soldier from your hand into play, tapped or attacking. Um, you know, this could just be a little like way to gain incremental value in like a in like a tribal soldier deck. You know, like if you're just playing like white soldiers and you just you know three drop and then you swing and you play another three drop. So you can play, like, you can play Brimaz off this. You won't get a token the turn that you play it, and Brimaz will actually be attacking tapped, which is kind of awkward. But uh, but you can play it, you know? And I uh, just want to apologize to Ryan Gurmore because this card does not make Foundry Champion good. Hmm. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of actually, I did a gatherer search when I was building a Popper deck a little while ago. Um... Oh gosh, this is before Theros came out, I think. Because uh, I was just seeing, I was trying to make War Falcon work, which you need like, a soldier or a knight on the battlefield for yeah. it to attack. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a surprising number of soldiers, like, um, uh, like Lox and Smiter is a soldier. Oh, wow. um, but there's not really that many um, that you're really cheating into play after. So you've already got three mana to cast this guy, and then the next turn he's swinging. So I don't really know <laughs> what's stuck in your hand that you're actually getting getting a, a discount on or getting a big bonus on yeah, by I, cheating them in a play.
0: Yeah, I don't really know. Um, I mean, this, card, this card was, you know, this is a reprint. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if it actually saw any play when it was printed originally, but um, my guess is no. Um, and that was even with, like, soldiers, you know, being a thing. You know, and this was like a lore, Morning Tide card, I think, originally. And I don't think it saw any play then. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong here, internet. But uh, I'm, you know, I don't think it actually saw much play. Um, so it's a pretty uh,
1: bad reward for filling your deck with soldiers.
0: Yeah, true. Raise the alarm. Uh, this is a really exciting reprint. Speaking of exciting reprints, um, Perforo says thanks <laughs> uh, for this because I want to make a red white tokens deck happen. Um, like I, I don't, I, I don't understand. I mean, I'm not trying to get like a lesson here, but I, I don't really get the Naya tokens where you could just play red white tokens. I think that like raise the alarm is obviously a huge addition to being able to streamline and just go two color. Um,
1: you got young Pyromancer too.
0: Yeah, true. Bonus and, token. There you go. No, really. I mean, really, really, really. Like, like right after M15. Is spoiled. I m- might make some deck like this. Uh, there's a lot of things that are interesting. Right
1: Molten now. Birth.
0: Ha, that's still around.
1: Oh my yeah. god, I forgot about that. Yeah, Molten oh, Birth with the Young Pyromancer out and a oh. Perforos. Now you're now you're in business. Oh man. <laughs> I don't know if this ain't good though.
0: No, no, no. Okay, okay. Ultimate combo. Ultimate combo. You ready? This is it. This is it. It's going down. All right. Perforos, Hornet Nest, and Shivan Meteor.
1: (laughs) Gotta say, I'm a little underwhelmed with that one. (laughs) Especially since I'm currently Googling Shivan Meteor. (laughs) Well, there you go. I
0: want it. I want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I want to do it so bad. You have no idea. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "Any of the cards that say thirteen damage, like a uh, blasphemous act, same thing." <laughs> you know, blasphemous act is a little more expensive, less expensive if you have creatures out or whatever, or it's like one less to cast for each creature on the battlefield, isn't it?
1: I don't think you want to be running blasphemous act in your tokens deck.
0: Yeah, you do because you got hornet's nest.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot about that's that. what I'm saying. You do. Yeah. You have
0: hornet's nest out. And then you go blasphemous act, make thirteen tokens, deal twenty-six damage to your opponent. Is um
1: it staticaster you.
0: <laughs> that doesn't matter. The triggers are on the stack. You didn't you you cast your griff you cast your griff after the triggers went on the stack.
1: Oh sorry.
0: Jeez. Um but you probably have Torpor Orb on the battlefield anyway, because this is modern we're talking about here. So mm-hmm. oh well. Relevant. Uh, yeah, totally. Um <laughs> So, return to the ranks. Um, return to the ranks, like, I, I, I want to think this is good, but the problem is, like, Immortal Servitude never saw play. You know, like, this thing is mana efficient if X is three or greater, because, like, if you've got, like, two, two, twos, and you're paying four mana for two, two, twos, that actually makes sense. If you're paying five mana for three, two, twos, or better, you know, whatever, uh, it gets better. But, um, you know, the, the Convoke might be the difference maker, but I just don't know. I just don't know about this card. And, like, Immortal Servitude never saw play, and Immortal Servitude is actually a really good card, but uh, it just, you know, never made it, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is that it... I I don't know. It, it does work with... Um, sort of in the way that people want Immortal Servitude to work, where it is... Um, Converted mana cost two or less, so you can target a whole bunch of, you know, ones and twos and, I guess, zeros if for some weird reason you have Ornithopters in this deck. Yeah. Um, I I guess, but I mean, yeah, if Immortal Servitude's not getting played, I don't don't see why this would...
0: Right, I mean, like, the thing with Immortal Servitude is I played it... um... And I had like you know you basically have to choose between do I want my one drops or do I want my two drops where this you don't have to choose you can just grab however many you have and however many you pay X for you know what I mean like so I guess that's a difference but I still don't know I don't know Spectra Ward we already talked about it's a five mana enchantment I kind of wish it cost four but
1: that would be too good
0: yeah it would well, I mean um Angelic Destiny cost four and that was really good. Um,
1: I feel like this is better. Really? I mean, prof- protection from all colors is pretty powerful. What? I mean, it can block, you know, if you put this on something, it can block anything. And it's unblockable yeah, itself.
0: But A- Angelic Destiny was um, two, two white and two. An enchanted Creature gets plus four, plus four, has flying and first strike, and is an angel in addition to its other types. When Enchanted Creature dies, return Angelic Destiny to its owner's hand. Mm-hmm. It was really good, and you could get it back too. It's not just like you know. I don't know. I mean, I guess once 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 I mean, Angelic Destiny, you can still kill the creature. They might get to put it on something else, Um, but like at least like you know, with the Spectra Ward, you you know, once it's on there, unless you can get them to sacrifice it or sweep the board, like you're really not going to do anything to to the creature it's on. But um. I don't know. It seems all right.
1: Uh, I think it's going to see a lot less play than Spirit Bonds.
0: Spirit, You think Spirit Bonds will see a good amount of play?
1: I don't know. It seems good.
0: Yeah. I just don't. It seems weird, though. It's I mean, it's an enchantment. It takes mm-hmm. up a slot in your deck where you could be maybe putting in another creature or something. Um, and it doesn't trigger off of, like, tokens. You know, like, if it, if it triggered off of Raise the Alarm, I'd be like, yeah! You know, I'd be like, so all-in on Spirit Bonds. Like, being able to, like, play Raise the Alarm for four, and get, like, four four creatures, you know, or something like that, but I guess that would be way too freaking good. Um, But, like, with Anthem effects, it could be good, just to kind of, like, tack on to your your white deck. But this doesn't do anything for you if you top-deck it. You know, like, like, whereas, like, you know, I don't know, a 2-2 creature isn't going to win you the game, but it'll get you back in the game.
1: Well, no, but, like, let's say you have a couple of these lying around, and you get Raft, and then you top-deck, like, a one-drop in your kind of, you know, semi-aggro deck. I mean, that's that's usually a yeah. deck card, but then you play this, and let's say you have two of them out, and now you have two Spirit three, Tokens yeah, with Flying. Yeah, you have
0: three creatures, and if you have, like, Spirit Gilead or something, like...
1: Yeah, and then now you get to protect that creature as well by... Yeah, I don't know. It seems. Yeah. The only problem is like it's 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 definitely a card i have to actually play with. It seems really powerful on its face, but it could just be way too mana inefficient. Like you just never like you always just want to curve out. You never want to like leave up that extra white mana.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And and that and the thing is, you said on the on the notes here, you wanted to try it in a token deck, but it doesn't trigger off of tokens though you know what i mean like it says oh yeah 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 non-token creatures so i don't know if i'm crazy about that idea like that's the thing is, like you'd want to put it in a token deck but then you need non-token creatures to for it to be useful you know for it uh, to actually trigger
1: my token deck i just mean you want a deck that uh rewards you for swarming the board so either anthem effects or the uh, johnny steadfast mm-hmm. or or even perforos i mean
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: you know this with perforos is Pretty good.
0: True. Yeah, it is. It is good. Um, so, uh, Triplicate Spirits, I think it's a good fit for a token deck. I mean, we've seen what uh, what Battle Screech can do in terms of the flashback. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, in, in the Vintage Masters, like, tapping three creatures. You'd have to pay three mana also, but you get three creatures instead of two. Um, again, token deck plus perforos, I'm not too sad about that.
1: Um, so I was trying to come up with scenarios where this is actually, like, mana efficient and something I'd want to play, and it would have to be on, like, turn four-ish after you've already somehow made... I guess, yeah, if it was a token deck, I, I'm trying to figure out, like, when you could cast this, and it's, like, turn three or turn four, and this doesn't seem, like, incredibly powerful for that point in the game.
0: Yeah. I don't and, know.
1: And that's if you have a board presence. If they've been just killing everything and you, just, you draw this, it's just completely dead
0: right no, it's true it is six it's not it's not spectral procession where it can cost three or six (laughs) if you top deck it it just costs six
1: yeah i mean this costs three if you manage to have three other creatures just hang around on the board and if that's the case and you're probably doing okay to begin with and you don't need to add a six mana sorcery to your deck to win more yeah um hating i'm just hating
0: yeah it's okay though it's okay speaking of cards that you hate Wall of Essence. Um, I, I, I think it could be a good sideboard option. Like, I mean, if people are already running Nick's Fleece Ram, I mean, this and Nick's Fleece Ram s- seems like a good, you know, two card combo to shut down a lot of the aggro decks that are going around.
1: See, like, I i, I wouldn't replace Nick's Fleece Ram with this. I'm not uh. saying
0: replace it, I'm saying put them both in your sideboard.
1: now you're just the mono defender deck
0: yeah man just go mono walls go esper walls with (laughs) phoenix
1: no no see the reason like because in the naya tokens deck uh, there's a um there's i think two nix fleece rams in the sideboard but there's also three or maybe even four I, i run four between the main and the side archangel of thune just because that you know just repetitive life gain triggers just it combos really well with that this, I mean, it's just yeah. one off and they can probably recover from that. Cause it's, you're not going to, it's just one big, I guess, gulp of <laughs> life gain. And if they have any kind of like, you know, target creature can't block effects, then you're just very sad.
0: No, it's true. Yeah, the, the, the target creature can't block is, is a major, you know, roadblock for this card. Um, But like, you know, four tough, if it was three toughness, I'd be like, nah, but, like, four toughness and then gaining life equal to the damage dealt, if you can block, like, a 3-3, three, three, or if you can block, like, you know, let's say Boros Reckoner, for instance, you know, like, you gain 3 life, which negates a second creature that's attacking. And and it doesn't die to, like, most of their, remo- it dies to, to uh, what's it called, mortars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't die to a lot of the burn spells. So, I don't know. I, I i'm not i'm not i'm not oh anything. god
1: it's only combat damage
0: yeah oh, oh you it?
1: mortar this thing and it's just gone
0: yeah yeah no it's true i didn't realize that actually it's you kind know, it of doesn't damage die
1: to, to mortars what Nick's fleece ram
0: true very true all right all right i'm not i wasn't sitting here saying it's the future of, of standard but there just seems to be a lot of things in place that uh are going to stem. You
1: have legacy playable question mark on the notes. Now I'm sure. <laughs> I,
0: was like, I was like, no, you have that for lava axe. But um, uh, Warden of the Beyond. I don't think it's good, but it's a it's a unique card. Um, in terms of uh, it pumps uh, if your opponent has a card in exile, which is just strange. I've they've never. Done that before? I don't think, unless they've done it in Commander set that I haven't paid any attention to.
1: I thought it would have been really cool if they'd like took a risk and made this one in a white. Ha! Yeah. Because I mean, I'm, there's not that many cards that I, I guess in Modern they could have been bad with Path to Exile or something like that. But um, I mean, what in in Standard you really only have like Banisher or Priest or Rest in Peace. I guess if you if you <laughs> exile all their cards. And the yeah. graveyards. Um, or yeah, if it was I mean,
0: plus two, plus two for each card your opponent controls. And that
1: it. would be broken. That would be broken. <laughs> no, because because I mean, you know, the the reward for this is a four four vigilance, which which is okay. I'd just rather play Locks than Smiter and get a four uh, four unconditional, uh, uncounterable, or even yeah. uh, uh, the emissary of Xenagos. Uh, I yeah. mean, sometimes that ends up being like a four four trampler. Uh, and both those cards are not getting played right now, so I don't Fnatic. know if... Uh, Fanatic yeah. of a Ghost. Fanatic! Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Um, so I, I just don't see this getting played.
0: No, me neither, but uh, I, I just thought it was worth mentioning because it got a pump off of a really you know unique condition, which I thought was cool. Um, so uh, we're going to move on to blue, and I know we, we we we've already been on this spoiler for an hour, and we've gotten through white. Which doesn't bode well for our timing on the rest of the spoiler, but I think we have a lot less to say about the other colors. Um,
1: I think we just got lazier.
0: And we might have, yeah. yeah.
1: We're just like, oh man, it's taking forever. Yeah, was like, it was like I was like, I'm
0: like writing like the paragraphs for the cards on this, and then I get down to like that like five color sliver, and I just wrote "Scrong" in all caps.
1: <laughs> yeah, you had a paragraph on pillar of light.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so anyway um either spouts um th- i like this card a lot um instant speed five mana you know it- it's a it's a it's a board wipe um is it it's it opponent's or is it
1: for each attacking creature so I'm a, i attacking so it's attacking
0: yeah. so um so aetherize was the one that was like a blue and three right the instant speed
1: yeah the one you're trying to run in your maze deck yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a much, much better version of.
0: Much better version of, exactly. Um, you know, it wrecks tokens, because the tokens just go away. Um, if Even if they have, like, three creatures, like... They put them on top of their library, and, like, they're only drawing one a turn. You know, like, you just really wreck somebody with this card. It's basically is everything that, like, I hoped Whelming Wave would be. <laughs> like, well, I mean, you know, like, Whelming Wave is, you like...
1: had some so- high hopes for Whelming Wave.
0: Well, it wasn't even high hopes. It was just, like, you know, four mana, bounce the board. That seems good. It does, you know? But then, like, it's just not that good. Where this is, like, instant speed. You can blow somebody out with it. Um, I don't know. I think it's really good. You're not so pumped about it.
1: Oh, no, I am. I I think it's it's. I'd have to actually go look, but I mean, I think other than the um, the art fact, this is probably the best sweeper in standard post rotation.
0: Yeah, depending, obviously, depending on what we get and cons. But uh, I think this is good. Um, You know, like being able to like they get to choose, of course. So they're never going to choose what you want them to choose
1: or they could screw up or they could screw up, right? Yeah, they might just be dumb.
0: Yeah, you know, like that 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 gives them a lot of room to mess up. You know, they they put things on the wrong order on top of their library. Next turn, you see them draw their card and they make a sad face. I'm like, "You put it there." <laughs> <laughs> like, I must be winning, you know. <laughs> um so uh so so Steven's really pumped about the next card. <laughs>
1: Amphin Path Mage. I just like that he's just, I just like Salamander Wizard. I just like the uh, I don't I don't think I've seen that type before. I just think that's really cool. We should not spend any more time on it if we no, ever want no. to go to sleep.
0: No, no, no. Uh but that, that is really funny. Um uh Chasm Skulker, like when I first saw this card, like I wanted to like it. Uh, I mean with, with, with Supreme Verdict and Sphinx's Revelation around, you know, it gets plus one, plus one counters when you draw a card. Um, and then when it dies, you get tokens equal to the plus one, plus one counters on it. But like, it starts off as a one, one for three. It has no evasion. Uh, just doesn't seem like enough. Like, it's like you're doing too much work to make a one, one for three good when you could be playing like a good creature. Although you are doing the things that your deck is doing anyway. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's good. I looked at it. My, my, my initial response was like, oh, this is kind of well, oh, if I do this and then this and then this, this is good. But I think any card is good if you do three things to the board to make it good, right?
1: Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it, it it's going to be an awesome card in a control deck that you're already going to win. Like, in a in a game where you're going to win already. Because most times, I mean... I don't know. I mean most times if you cast Sphinx's Revelation into a Supreme Verdict you're you're doing all right.
0: Yeah. You don't need
1: a card that's awesome after you do that. <laughs> what what you need with three drop is to survive until you can do that. So like a detention right. sphere Tension or another Banishing light. light. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna draw this when you're up against some aggro deck and just be like, I yeah, I deserve this. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's not very good. Oh well. I want it to be good. It makes squids, but hey. <laughs> can't always get what you want uh chief engineer uh people are hyping up this card like crazy like at least people in in our circle of friends are like oh man this card's so good and i'm just i don't know the effect is powerful like giving like artifacts like spells convoke seems good but i just don't see where this has a home like what, what creatures in standard would you be tapping to cast which artifacts? You know, I mean, like, yeah, you can use your Ornithopter for mana or something, but like you got to play this card to make that happen. And if you're trying to ramp into something, why don't you just play like, you know, the hexproof guy, you know, carry to, like or, or, you know, or play green and ramp into something like Scuttling Doom Engine. Like people are like, going, oh, I can ramp into Scuttling Doom Engine. It's like, okay. <laughs> Scuttling Doom Engine is a power has a powerful ability. It does. It's it's a neat card. I like it. Um, but like, you know, why don't you just play that in a green ramp deck? You know, like really. I mean, if you want to play Scuttling Doom Engine, why don't you just ramp into it with 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 Mystics and and Karyatids? Why do you got to put this card in there? And then like you know like in like modern and things like that, you've already got an Affinity deck. You know, like Affinity does its thing. Yeah, but you a... can
1: cast your Ornithopter with Convoke.
0: <laughs> you already do, though. You tap zero creatures to add zero mana. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can see where the ability is powerful, but I just don't see how it fits into anything that exists or anything that could exist.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in Standard, I definitely don't see it. Because um, I was thinking, well, I mean, you know, you cast... Uh, master waves and then you can convoke out a uh, hall of champions. It's just like, well, that's just a horrible two card combo. Uh, that's not, that's not a lot of upside there. Cause it's not like Hall of champions cost that much to begin with. And then you put chief engineer, which is not what an aggro deck wants to do uh, at all. And you
0: team. could also, but you know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You you'd, said so that the problem is the problem with this card is that you have to play chief engineer to get its ability. Yeah. Like, if you could just have this ability, like, for In the
1: command zone, like, yeah,
0: you could just have this ability, like, gifted to you by the magic gods, like, you can cast your artifacts with Convoke, you'd be like, well, hell, I'll just, I'll just tap four and play my Master of Waves, and then I'll tap my four elementals to play Biden of Thassa, that sounds really good, and that does sound really good,
1: wait, I actually um, like this now, <laughs> no, that is really
0: good, to be able to play both of them on turn four is really good. The problem is, you had to waste your turn two <laughs> playing Chief yeah. Engineer when you could have played the other two drops that the deck plays that are already more than serviceable. You know? Like, like Chief Engineer just is a downgrade from whatever you'd have in it, too.
1: Yeah, there was a... Um... So Sam Black had a deck in modern like it's not like he like played it I think he just did like a few videos with it but it was like a grand architect master of waves wormcoil engine deck and I mean this could uh, this kind of does the same thing it it seems like it would work with that that kind of a deck but yeah. we're talking fringe fringe of the fringe of modern not, right this is not something to be excited about for standard right or right. or any tier 1 current uh currently existing modern decks so
0: Right, and I know. I know. Um, we're tomorrow. Uh, we're doing a fun little experiment with uh, our our test group, with our team. We're going to get together and we're going to play like proxied up decks using cards from M fifteen that we just want to try out and see how they work, and and then just generally discuss how we feel M fifteen is going to sort itself out, um, or or how standard will be affected by m15 for the next couple months uh, and, and you know so i think we've got at least one person busting out a chief engineer deck tomorrow so we'll see if it works we will find out firsthand tomorrow
1: i would never be happier to be wrong
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah no for real i'm you know i i feel that way about most cards really i do i'm like i would love to see this actually work you know i would have loved to see dark prophecy do something in standard, but it's not, you know, and I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't mind being wrong about that, but I, but you know, there's a part of you I'm sure that wishes I was right about that, you know, because that'd be cool. It'd be cool to see that work out, but it doesn't. And so what, um,
1: you're so not bitter.
0: I'm not bitter. I'm really not. I'm, I'm honestly not like, I, I don't mind at all. It's, it's fun to try. It's fun to, to believe in something. You know, there's a lot there. I'm not going to get into that. Uh, Diffusion Sliver. Um, Diffusion Sliver seems like uh, it's going to be one of the key cards to make Slivers playable. Um, It's just funny that because Slivers will probably only be a deck for like two months. And then the entire uh, archetype will be crappy again because you'll have half the Sliver pool. Um, Because like...
1: Maybe that means they just took some risks. Maybe these are really good slivers.
0: I think they are, too, though. I really do. Um, But, like, the thing is, like, if you're not planning on playing slivers, like, trade every sliver you open, like, now, now. Like, now. Trade them now. They're not even out for another week or more. Trade them now, somehow. Figure it out. Uh, Get rid of them, because they're not going to be worth anything in, like, three months But for a couple months, people are going to be hyped on these slivers, and people are going to be trying to pick them up. People are going to be trying to play the sliver deck. And it might be good. Who knows? Um, I hope it's good. Again, I hope it's good. Um, And with some of these slivers, I think it really could be. Um, Diffusion sliver is interesting because um, playing two of them basically means your slivers can't be targeted by spells, right? Because it's like the ability will stack... If you mm-hmm. have two diffusion slivers out, so it's like counter the spell unless they pay two. Um, oh wait, it says slivers you control have counter the spell. Oh, if this if this sliver would be the target, counter the spell unless it pays two. I thought it was like if it had if you had three slivers, it would be six. No, okay, never mind. <laughs> but still, having two of them would make them have to pay four to target anything of yours.
1: I just killed a fly. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs>
0: that just reminded me of like uh my friend was at this conference for work and uh and this guy starts telling this really long story like at this at this conference in this conference room he, like you know it's like and A Q&A kind of thing this guy raises his hand and he's like yeah and blah 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 and telling this really long story that's like not interesting at all so then right after the guy's done, my friend Mike raises his hand and gets called on. And Mike stands up and he goes, one time my friend saw a deer and sat back down. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole room cracked up. <laughs> it just reminded me of that. I was like, you obviously are very excited about slivers.
1: No, but, um, no, I, I think diffusion <laughs> sliver. Um, so I like a lot of these slivers. Um, but the problem is, is a lot of them are like one ones for two, and if Sliver's is going to be playable in Standard, it's obviously going to be an aggressive deck. And yeah, but you've got like there's,
0: predatory there's, Sliver and stuff. You got
1: ways to pump them. There's a there's a few ways, but I mean, there's only so many of these that you can run before you just flood your hand with like really unaggressive cards that now have you know protection. You've you've protected your really crappy creatures that can't kill your opponent. Right. Um. I. I think like one, maybe this, if you play this, maybe like a, as a one of or two of, I would, I would say. Um, I could see it getting played in, in modern slivers where it's more of like a combo deck. Um, it's it's not really a deck, but <laughs> when people play it, they play it as if it were a combo deck. Because mm-hmm. um, it runs frenetic sliver, which basically gives all cre- all slivers zero. And you can flip a coin. If you win the flip, you remove the creature from the game and return to play. But if you lose it, you sacrifice it. Yeah. along with Dormant Sliver, where all Slivers have Defender, and when the creature comes into play, draw a card, so you just you can kind of start cycling through your deck. Hmm. Uh, but you have to, like, protect those Slivers, basically, and this would kind of help that.
0: Right, right. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, there, there's a lot of Slivers that'll do cool stuff, and we'll be going through all of them here in a second. Um, dissipate, uh They finally stopped printing cancel in core sets. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, dissipate. Isn't that great, but uh, it's better than cancel. It's not better than dissolve. Scry is huge. Um, I'm really curious if like anyone tries to make a, you know, a draw go kind of control deck happen. um, If, uh, if they wind up running both of these, or if there's some sort of split or if dissolve is just so much better than dissipate, you know. Well, uh, not
1: not if you have a warden of the beyond.
0: <laughs> yeah, but if you have a warden of the beyond in your control deck, you're already losing. Um and if you think of, if 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 you think about the game, you lose the game. Um so uh yeah, we'll skip that. A lot of
1: people just lost.
0: Yeah, they sure did. Um I saw a picture the other day on uh I think it was on Facebook or something, where it was like a picture taken underneath a table. Somebody like looked under their table at a restaurant, someone carved into the bottom of the table, you just lost the game.
1: (laughs) Ha Man, I had such a winning streak going, man. I had (laughs) like almost a year.
0: I was I was years but before I saw that picture, it was like years. And I hadn't lost the game. And, and then I saw that picture. I was like, that is brilliant and a little insane, um, which are almost the same thing. Um, speaking of brilliant and a little insane, we have in Soul Artifact. Um, this card is interesting.
1: It's an enchantment aura. It's, it's an a, aura.
0: It's an aura. You can search <laughs> it up with that guy. Um, like. This is obviously really powerful. It makes a 5-5 creature. But, like, what artifact does this go on? I mean, you know, the top two choices are obviously Ornithopter and Darksteel Citadel. Um, But I just don't know if, like, there are enough other artifacts you really want to be playing to make this card consistently hit on turn two. You know? Um, I guess eight is a good number of cards. You know what I mean? I guess Ornithopter and Darksteel Citadel are are eight cards and that's pretty good. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, I mean, you know, like if you don't have an Ornithopter and you don't have a dark steel Citadel and you draw three in soul artifacts, it's
1: Ornithopters are pretty easy to kill in response.
0: They, they are, you know, and that's the thing you can get dark steel Citadel. Not so much though.
1: Yeah. I like that. You that know? I like,
0: yeah, but, uh, I just don't know. Uh, it's a card that, that is, is screaming to find a home. You know, but uh, I don't know where its home is, and uh again, this is a card that like our friends are losing their minds about, so uh if the artifact deck happens we'll we'll come back in two weeks and talk about this, probably, but if the artifact deck can happen, we will see it in action tomorrow <laughs> um, or we will see its utter failure and uh, but that's why we're doing this we want we want to know so um glacial crasher okay okay good i saw limited in the first line now why yeah. did
1: i talk about this <laughs> well i just wanted to mention that because i had to read it a couple times um it's actually because there was that uh it was glacial um oh i can't think of the name it was like some really old card it's like <laughs> seven blue blue but you get like a 10 10 trampler um but it can't attack unless i think your opponent controls an island but anyway it's it's why? a real card is it glacial Oh, okay.
0: Or unless you're thinking of polar kraken.
1: Maybe that. I think that is I think that is what I'm thinking of.
0: Polar kraken's oh. an 11/11 11, 11, or a 13/13 13, 13 trample for 11 mana.
1: That's right. No, and the cumulative upkeep is sacrifice a land. Right. Okay, I don't know what I'm thinking of then. Um but I just I, I just remembered like when the when I first saw the card, I just instinctively thought it couldn't attack unless my opponent controlled a mountain. Oh right. Um but this one is, you know, if you're running blue red, then you if you have a mountain, it can attack and you, you have a five-five trampler.
0: Yeah, and there and there's definitely like a dedicated blue red um artifact centric like draft deck somewhere in this set. Yeah. Uh, this wouldn't be a terrible finisher for that at all. Um because there's definitely a lot of, like, if you control an artifact, you get a bonus things in red. Which I didn't really talk about any of those because we're not really talking about limited here too no. much. Too much. But no, you've got a good point about that. I didn't really think about it. And I did notice that, though, that it's a mountain anywhere on the battlefield. So what you do is you just take a mountain out of your sideboard and kind of throw it on the battlefield. <laughs> you go, well, there's one on the battlefield. You didn't say It didn't say that one of us had to control it. I just kind of put it. It's over here on the edge of the battlefield. See that? I'll attack for five. No, but um uh, illu- uh illusory angel we we talked about that last week, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did.
0: So uh we'll uh we'll we'll skip that for now. It's more uh,
1: legal. You can Aether violate it in.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Aether vile. I like that. That's really good. I like that a lot. Um invisibility uh no. was really good in unlimited hasn't really been good since in any of the, <laughs> <laughs> the reprints. I want it to be good because it's a card I'm really nostalgic for. Um, but it's not. Um, Jace the Living Guild Pact. Um, I honestly think this card is criminally underrated. Um, the ultimate's really crippling, because you notice that you draw seven, they just lose their hand. Um, and you can get to that ultimate pretty quick, especially if you've got other ways to, like, lock down the board, um, and protect the Jace. Which it doesn't protect itself with its plus ability, you know, which obviously is a factor. But, um... It's just, yeah, it's just one of those things that, I mean, the ultimate can get there. And uh, if they do ultimate a Jace the Living Guild Pact, which I guarantee you, most of you folks listening here will play against a control deck in the next year that's going to ultimate Jace the Living Guild Pact on you, and you're not going to be happy about it because you're not going to win that game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think people are people people are down on the card because they're just comparing I think they're just comparing it to Jace Architect of Thought, which protects itself a little bit better and when it draws cards you actually get them in your hand you're not just improving you know your next draw step by looking at the top two cards of your library um i, I do like the comparison to kiora where if especially with uh, acceleration if someone gets out like a turn three kiora like that ultimate happens really fast if you don't yeah. have a way to respond and it's the it's the same number of uh turns going from two to five uh and you know starting a little bit of two ultimate minus five from uh, starting loyalty of five, um, ultimate of minus eight. Yeah. So it could happen. It could happen really fast. I've seen cures that just go off, and you don't even know what happened.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't remember what I was going to say. Moving on. Uh, Jace's ingenuity. Um, I like this card a lot. Um, you know, I mean, it's just draw three, instant speed, two blue and three. Um, opportunity and Sphinx's revelation are both rotating out. Uh, so this is probably going to wind up uh, seeing a, uh, you know, a bit of play. If if there is a, if there's not a tap out control deck, if it's if it's really a you know dedicated counter control, you'll probably see some of these.
1: Yeah, uh, I, my notes were I hope control players have to stoop this low. <laughs> I'd love that.
0: But it wasn't low before though. They've just printed better <laughs> cards. You know, I mean, like it's it, this hasn't been that low.
1: Yeah, I mean those decks are just competitive right now. If they're casting if they're casting this though, I mean, I don't know. It, it's looking grim.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know. Again, there's going to be a whole new set in the fall, and we'll see how that all shakes out. Um, now, uh, Jaliira, Master Polymorphist. Um, <laughs> this card is just this card's really bad. Um, this, this this card would be great if it was like an enchantment that had the ability, or even if the enchantment was like sacrifice this enchantment. Like for the whatever the activation cost is, and then you do the polymorph thing where you mm-hmm. had to wait it, we did like wait a turn or something to do it. Um, like chances are, though, you're probably gonna polymorph into Jaleera Master Polymorphist, and that doesn't seem very good. So, um, because you have to, you know, you have to play more than one of this probably if you're trying to draw it to, to, to polymorph into a bomb. I don't know. This card doesn't seem very good at all.
1: This is. A commander card that's it because it's your commander then you can do whatever the heck, you, heck you want with your deck and you don't have to put a bunch of these in there
0: true true very true yeah so you can play it as your commander you can polymorph into whatever one giant creature you have in your commander deck and then everyone will complain about your definition of fun um so uh military intelligence um i like this uh it's like when you attack with two or more creatures draw a card. Uh, it's a one and a blue. It's an enchantment. and uh, I think that you know if blue white aggro is good, this card's probably good.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just like um, it's kind of just like a mini uh, Biden Athasa. Yeah. Um, um. Whenever you attack, so you only get to draw one card, even if you're attacking with like four, right?
0: Right. Right.
1: Okay. That's a, that's not too bad.
0: It's more like it's more like a mini Afara.
1: Kind of. No, because you have to attack. That's you have to true. attack with multiple creatures. Yeah. I mean, this is something you could do to refill your hand without overcommitting to the board, I guess. I don't know.
0: I don't know. It, 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 you know, having something on the board that's pretty cheap, so like if you're playing a low-curve deck, it fits in that deck, and then just being able to draw an extra card every turn if you attack with some creatures. whichever you playing a bunch of aggro creatures, playing like a blue-white aggro deck, you're probably attacking, so I don't know. Seems like it just kind of slots in okay. Yeah. Um, so, they're reprinting Mind Sculpt. One in a blue. Uh, Mill 7. Let's do mm-hmm. it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make Mill happen. Let's do this.
1: Is Traumatize still standard legal?
0: Traumatize? I don't think so. I hope not.
1: Because
0: even... I don't like Traumatize. You're not a fan? No, not even like if I'm playing Mill. Not that much. It is legal though. It is legal. (laughs) Um, I don't love that card because it's one of those cards you like really only you you, you draw more than one traumatized. It's awful, you know.
1: Yeah, but that first one though.
0: If you get that first one on turn five, it's great. It is. Kind of. But if you play like four mill spells and then you pay five to like mill seven or something, it's just not good.
1: No, it's horrible.
0: Cause half will never be all. Yep, they can <laughs>
1: literally not win the game.
0: Yeah, you know, like it's that's why it's bad. Um, but I, I, you know, Mind Sculpt. I really do like Phoenix as an enabler. Like if you're playing a deck that just runs like Wall of Frost, you could you could even go like Esper Mill and do like Wall of Frost, Nyx Fleece Ram, like all these giant toughness I don't die creatures. And mm-hmm. then, and then drop Phenax, and you can tap them to just mill them in a couple turns. Um, I like the idea of that. I'm probably with Mind Sculpt actually existing. I'm probably crazy enough to try it at FNM before rotation. Um, but
1: we'll see. Deck's bad. You should feel bad. Oh, I do. But I'm polymorphous swimming. jest.
0: Polymorphous <laughs> jest. Uh, I I I wrote. Cast this with Circle of Flames ability on the stack. Profit.
1: Yeah, so it's uh, one... I guess we haven't even been reading the cards. Uh, but you guys can look up a spoiler. Um, we have the internet
0: on... now. Internet yeah.
1: exists. MythicSpoiler.com.
0: You literally have no excuse for not knowing what these cards do. Get the internet. It's the 90s.
1: Yeah, you get a bunch of frogs. This actually could be a replacement for... I mean, it's just a different deck, but this could almost be a quasi-sweeper if you if you work for it. I mean, there's a uh,
0: electricore.
1: Yeah, you like that. I I, I wrote too bad is rotating, but you know, while while they're together, they can do something.
0: But Staticaster only hits a certain name card, though.
1: Yeah, aren't they all blue frogs?
0: Oh, but are they, I think that they still have the same name. It says they lose all abilities.
1: Oh, is that the, is that the, okay. It says until end of turn, each creature target player controls, loses all abilities and becomes a blue frog.
0: Right. It, creature type frog.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. It's not, um, it's not going to be a token frog. You know what I mean? Cause like a frog token would be called frog. You see what I'm saying? I don't. Where this is going to be, let's say, let's say you, you cast this, and your opponent has a Desecration Demon on the board. Mm-hmm. Your 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 Desecration Demon would be a one one frog. It, does it say in addition to its other types?
1: Um, it says a one. It just it just says loses all abilities and becomes a blue frog with base power and toughness one one.
0: Okay, so a name is not an ability. So, it would be Desecration Demon, Creature Type, Frog, 1-1. One, one. Do you see hmm.
1: that? So, it still has their...
0: It would still huh. be... Yeah, so you couldn't... Is it static? If they have just a Desecration Demon out, yeah. You can is it static, cast, or kill the Desecration Demon. But if they have a Desecration Demon and a uh, Grey Merchant, you'd have to choose one. Really? Yeah.
1: Huh. I okay. got okay. Well, circle of flame works.
0: Circle of flame works. Uh, Electricery works. Um, anger of the gods. Lord knows why you're paying six to do this, but anger and sorcery speed. But anger of the gods works.
1: You know what uh, I mean? Okay.
0: But like, but static works for one of the creatures if they have three desecration demons then they are sad. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you should have already been playing Gorgon's Head in that case anyway.
1: <laughs> but, okay, but Electricery, you're all good.
0: Electricery works. Electricery, man, that card did so much work for me at the, um, at, at the TCG event. So I played um, I played Nia Hexproof at TCG, and I played three Electricery in my sideboard because Steven said it was bad, so I made sure I put three in my sideboard. Um, <laughs> just to spite you for making me not play the deck last time. Um, I was like, okay, so Steven told me not to play that deck because it was bad, and then it was the best deck for the tournament. So now he's telling me not to play this. So I should probably play multiple copies. Um, and, uh, and, like, totally blew out a player. So I was playing against a guy who was playing black aggro, and he had, like, two X1s out, And then he had two of his 2-2 creatures. I don't remember which. It was black aggro, right? So um, he attacks, or he yeah, he attacks, and I overload electricity. It kills two of his creatures. And then, oh, no, 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 no. So uh, anyway, I I think I just swept his board. I I just went, electricity, kill two of your creatures. And he goes, okay. And then I go, attack with Fiend Slayer Paladin. And he double blocks. Hmm. And I go one and one and he scoops and he's mad. (laughs) Um, and like, there were several other games where like, like playing against mono blue devotion. I know you don't love the card against the deck, but like, if I would have drawn the card against a resolved master of waves, I would have won. Like I would have won. I would just would have won the match. Uh, but I never actually drew it. I didn't draw any of my skylashers either, go figure. So, you know, it was it was just like like did not draw into the things I put into my deck to beat the matchup. Um Do
1: you run enough mountains for Chain to the Rocks.
0: Yeah, oh no, I okay, and that's the other problem is the deck really should have more Chain to the Rocks in the deck. Like i I run one main one side or I did at this tournament. Um
1: so two chains?
0: Two chains. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I honestly feel like the deck wants like three main deck chain to the rocks, though, um, because it does pump your eth- ethereal armor. Um, you most of the time have a mountain to put it on, and uh, it just it just stops anything. Well, still...
1: Just run two and then run a couple of Heliod's Pilgrims.
0: <laughs> yeah. Search them up. There you go. Uh, I love I love that card. I think it's really good. Um so let's see getting back quickling. to the yeah quickling quickly 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 quickling, quickling um quickling uh you know there's a lot of mana efficient flash flash creatures in standard right now um which I think is is cool especially if you're trying to play draw go or something I don't I mean like obviously you want like you know would want like fairies or something or maybe this could see playing modern fairies because it has flash
1: yeah, see, I I kind of like that idea just because you can rebuy Snapcaster Mage or Spellstutter Sprite, but um, I was actually looking in um, in Return to Ravnica there's a uh, Fairy Imposter which is it doesn't have Flash though a thing, but it's, it's a two, a two one,
0: one yeah
1: it's a two one flyer for one blue that you just have to in order to play it you have to return a creature to your hand, um, maybe I I don't know, <laughs> yeah it's I mean, not a deck got... I really play I don't, I don't see it play, seeing any playing standard though.
0: Is there any one-drop Flash creature right now? There isn't. Because I was going to say, you've got, like, this at two. You've got the Griff at three. You've got any number of somewhat bad creatures at four. But, hey, if you're going there, you know what I mean? Like, you, you could play some bad
1: Flash. If you creature. have the Griff out, can you play this and not return anything at Flash? Yeah, because so, so yeah, creatures are in the bo- ba- battlefield, like, they don't cause abilities to trigger. Right. I didn't know and it so this one, uh, no, it's just in general. It's symmetrical. Yeah. And so when quickling enters the battlefield, sacrifice it unless you can you uh return another creature you control to its owner's hand. Cool. <laughs> if you, you know, if you're into that.
0: Research assistant is the worst mer- merfolk looter ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh Wizards is really uh, nerfed looting. It's, it's now, awful. It's now reversed, yeah
0: awful it's so bad i just couldn't believe like i looked at this i was like oh wow i when i looked at it i ignored the the activation cost like i saw it i was like oh cool okay so they've got a wizard uh a wizard looter and i was like for four mana yeah
1: what
0: terrible that's just awful um speaking of awful cards statute of denial no that's terrible I was no. like I was like, well, maybe you could draw a card. Oh, if you have a blue creature. No. That's so bad. Um Turn to Frog does now give blue devotion a good way to deal with desecration demon out of the no Nope. Nope. Yeah, no, no. no it's fine. It's no, fine. It
1: it's fine. No. All right. No, right was it that rapid uh... rapid hybridization. Yeah, yeah. That
0: is that is the its way. Okay, fine.
1: Yeah, then you lock it down with your uh Tidebinder mage.
0: True. Oh, that's. I like that. I never thought about that.
1: i never played. (laughs) He didn't play that deck. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I never played Blue Devotion. Yeah. Um, uh, Void Snare. Ugh. Awful. I'd rather have Disperse at instant speed or Vapor Snag for just creatures or just anything else. I'm not a fan. One blue, Sorcery Speed, Bounce. What is the point of Sor? Ugh stop printing sorcery speed bounce it's not what it's for
1: it it it's only good when you're already losing by a significant margin like if there's like a planeswalker that's about to ultimate or something
0: yeah oh it's just terrible um so yeah we can talk you wrote in here should we talk about the soul cycle all at once yeah the souls aren't really all that great you don't like them no, no, I really don't. I like the green one. I know you said later on in the thing that the green one you like, but I'm not a big fan.
1: The black one's okay. I mean, it. I, I like it, and people have been talking about it in the context of a, the, the green-black uh, dredge deck. You just dredge that thing and just start recycling your cards. Mm. No, no. It, the, the activation's not that much. It's only five. I think it's the cheapest one other than the Soul of Theros.
0: No, I think all of them cost five. I think like actually all of them cost five to
1: activate. Mm-mm. Soul of Ravnica. Five, That's blue, five. blue.
0: Oh, no, I'm talking about the oh, the ability costs seven? Yeah. Oh. Jeez.
1: Yeah, right. that one costs seven. The Soul of Theros costs six. Oh, okay. The Zendikar costs five. Five. The uh um, the
0: Euphrexius five.
1: Innistrad's five, and uh, Shondalar <laughs> is uh, five as well, I believe.
0: I think that's actually a, um, a nightclub in Las Vegas. Nice. But um, thank you. Uh, so moving on to Black, Black Cat. Um, I, like, always loved this card. But uh, I was looking. I was like, I wonder if Black Cat saw play in like the Zombies decks when it was legal with like Innistrad Tribal did. Zombies. Did it see play?
1: No, I play. I played those decks. It did not.
0: No, that's what I was gonna say. Cause like I found the first list I found ran Corpse Blockade at a constructed PTQ. Over this in Tribal Zombies, I was like, if Corpse Blockade is seeing play over Black Cat, then I really have my. And tr- when Zombies were actually a playable and successful tribe, then I have serious doubts about this card's future applications.
1: I know it actually did get played when Zombies was the deck, but also Birthing Pod was standard legal, so you could chain your, you could chain your like Grave Crawler into this, and then play your Grave Crawler again. And then chain back chain into a Gerald's messenger from Black Cat, and then cause your opponent to discard. Well, that's pretty cool if you're into that. Um, so I think it it did get played because I remember I played that deck once because uh, I I was a big fan of zombies when that was standard legal, um, and I I played Zombie uh, Birthing Pod and had a it was a it was a ton of fun. But yeah, you played this in the birthing pod version as like a one or two of if you need to like discard get them to discard like the last card in their hand or whatever. But that's a that's a stretch.
0: Yeah, really. Um, endless obedience. Um, endless obedience. Uh, could really enable in a reanimator deck. Um, like, cause there's a lot of self mill creatures, like the um, necromancer's assistant and the uh, the seder wayfinder, which are both actually in this set too, which is important to note. Like, they're both like, cause wayfinder was printed uh for M15, so for limited. The self mill reanimator deck could actually be a thing.
1: I'm a fan of that. I like, yeah, I like playing limited, like weird limited graveyard strategies. Yeah, but
0: like both of those are in here. But I think they also could have a home in standard. Um, and then like you know, being able to like what turn four or whatever with this, you know, like you got turn two, uh, um, turn two wayfinder, turn three. Uh, Necromancer's Assistant, turn four, you, Endless Obedience, tapping those to play, like, you know, the cards that come to mind for me are Ashen Rider, obviously, and Giant Adiphage. <laughs> um, no, because, like, like when you've got Whip of Erebos, like, Giant Adiphage leaves a copy of itself behind. Yeah. Which I think is really huge if you're going to be playing a reanimator deck that also runs Whip. Like, you know, cause Whip just, you know, use once and destroy, but like.
1: What about that, uh, the Colonian Twin Groove guy that's in this set?
0: Yeah, but that's equal to forests, and we're yeah. talking black green. You know what I mean? Like if there was an Urborg for forests, hell yeah, but there isn't. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, something like that. And I've thought about that card, um, elsewhere, like maybe like with Genesis Hydra. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't see Necromancer's Assistant at all. I think it costs too much. Really, but for, I mean, it's a bill effect.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's also a three-one. So, like, you can, you know, if if you've got this card and then like you think your opponent has a counter spell that they're trying to hold up to get your reanimate reanimate spell, you just beat in for three with it, you know.
1: Maybe I mean the the problem is is that with the black green reanimator whether you want to make it like a constellation shell or whatever there's or you know string from the fallen or just straight up reanimator or just the dredge for value um, there's there's actually too many cards that go in the deck so at yeah. the one two and three drop spots there's actually more than enough cards not the one drop actually but at the two and especially the three drop there's there's so many cards that can go in the deck um, I just don't see. A three-one that only it just mills for three as really doing anything.
0: Right, right.
1: I, but... I like it. endless obedience maybe uh, because you you actually do end up with a bunch of just random mana dorks and uh, satyr wayfinders just hanging out, and this would be a nice way to cash them in. And also, um, unlike most of the unburial spells that I've seen standard play in the recent past, this one's just a creature card from a graveyard, so you know. If you somehow manage to kill or discard their their really big bomb, or it's a mirror match, even you could bring this in to to take their big thing and put it on the battlefield. Mm-hmm.
0: True. Um, I don't know. I think the card could see some play. Um, it's good. It's just not. I don't know. It needs a deck. You know, if there's if there's a reanimation reanimator deck, you're probably going to see this in it. Um, you wanted to talk about Fester Gloom for some Fester reason. Fester
1: Gloom, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, in mono black aggro, um, it'd be, I don't know. I think it's a great kind of sideboard card versus either sly or tokens. Uh, so if, if, I, if, one, if it's a deck, yeah.
0: Minus one, minus one for like three.
1: Yeah. Two and a black non-black creatures get minus one, minus one until end of turn.
0: Mm-hmm. And you were hating on one and a red for the same effect that was one sided. <laughs> and you're like, oh man, we'll pay one more mana. And it's even better. It's just like, cause it costs more. Like,
1: yeah, uh, but that's for a different deck.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's a fringe, maybe sideboard of mild black aggro. Sure,
0: sure, sure, for sure. Um, in Garrick's wake, I think I mentioned this in the last episode. I want to cast this with Oracle of Bones, and yes, and you rewrote Once Ever. Why not Worst Fears? I want to cast Worst Fears with it too. You think I'm going to have just Garrick's Wake in that deck? <laughs> no, of course I'm going to have them both, and I'm going to have Toil in Trouble. So you know, um, it's going to be all in on something that no one's ever going to let me do. Uh, but whatever, uh, who cares? Um, Indulgent Tormentor. Um, yeah. Uh, never mind.
1: <laughs> you, you, you liked it until...
0: Until you wrote your comment. That just makes a lot of sense. Um, so just talk about it then.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've actually seen people talk about this card, and I, I, I don't see it. I mean, I think if, um... If uh, Mogus taught us anything that that, you know, pay-three life isn't really... I think that's actually a two life. I can't even remember. Uh, that's not much of a drawback. Two. Yeah, uh, giving your opponent a choice is not really that big a deal. And it's also um, Herald of Torment. Uh, Herald of Torment is going to be in the format the entire time this card is, right. and it's just more flexible and trades with it. So I don't know why you'd run this.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And like you know, I mean that five three seems really good. It's I mean it's you know fairly aggressively costed and and the ability seems good. But yeah, you're right. It's just not that good.
1: You didn't like Avison. <laughs> that costs the same. <laughs> for for a five four well, you know, vigilance would, flyer. what, what <laughs> I was
0: looking at was the was the other abilities for both of these. Mm. You know, I was looking at the um you know the extra abilities on the card and like the indulgent tormentor seems like a strong ability because you get to draw a card. No matter what, you get to draw a card. Right? Or no, no. No. At
1: the beginning of your upkeep, draw a card Unless target opponent sacrifices a creature or uh, pays three life.
0: So they get a choice. Yep. Yeah, it's probably not that good at all. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Leeching Sliver. I like this card. This is Hell Rider Sliver. um, And it seems really, really good. Um, And just adding, you know, putting all these cards together just seems like it could be really good.
1: I, I yeah this is the this one in diffusion sliver were the two I was looking at when I was um debating on how many of these one ones for two that you could put in your deck uh before it's no longer uh a good deck uh, before it's like uh i mean there, there's just there's just a limit of the number of those cards you can put in there before they're just they start to get bad um i I like this one though because it's uh, I mean, yeah, it just it, you can like start to pile on the damage, but this one I it's another one where maybe one or two of them are in the deck. Um just because I, the the base the base level stats are pretty bad on this one. It trades with anything.
0: Yeah. But I mean, you've got like you've got ways to generate sliver tokens and and you know, you've got you've got a a very very good um Anthem effect for for a creature type that's true set, which I think will be super relevant, and you know the convoke is just gonna make it so much easier to cast. Uh, I think the sliver deck runs four of that what's it called the something of erd or whatever I think that the herbalesque
1: sl- or no I don't even know yeah I don't we'll get, to, we'll, we'll, get we'll get to, to it. it
0: um, but I think that this gets run with that like no question um. I think four of those wind up in the sliver deck when it actually happens, to be honest. Um, so Liliana Vess is back. Woo, yay. It's not Liliana the Veil, but you all want Jason Mind Sculptor reprinted anyway because you're all sickos. Um, Necromancer's Assistant. Um, we already talked about that. You
1: think uh, Mono Black runs Liliana Vess?
0: I think it has before. I don't think it's more of like than like a one of, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it pluses to discard, which is good. Um
1: probably a sideboard card, at least.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know like I mean it searches it searches for something. I, I can't remember like if, if this card saw a lot of play. I feel like it saw less play than than the others, you know?
1: I have no idea.
0: <laughs> like a Johnny Goldman saw a ton of play in black white tokens. Um Jace Bellerin saw a ton of play. Garrick saw a ton of play, but Green wasn't that good. Well, no, even, even Garrick, they um, they played it in, like, some Jund builds. Um, and then, like, the Chandra was okay. You know, yeah. but, like, I feel like the Liliana didn't see as much play as the other four of the original four.
1: I mean, this is just a lot better than Liliana of the Dark Realms, though. True.
0: It's very much better. If Liliana of the Dark Realms had one more loyalty, it would have been very good. But it didn't. So, like, you could use its minus ability and kill it. But that didn't make any sense. Yeah. So, um, uh, if, if if you could if you could if you could drop Liliana, ma- like take it to one loyalty and kill something or pump something, it would have been really good. But it just wasn't, unfortunately. Um. So necromancer stockpile. Um. That actually seems pretty cool. Like being able to discard your uh your reanimator uh targets to mm-hmm. draw cards like having a discard um having the discard outlet is good you know
1: yeah and it's not even like yeah you're you're not you're not down a card
0: right right exactly it's I mean bad. the
1: opposite yeah you you draw a card and you get a
0: 2-2 if you discard a, a zombie right
1: if you discard a zombie ah, I like playing zombies
0: sure sure I, can...
1: I just I just read this card and assumed i would be playing zombies right right uh, I, I was I was thinking in modern. I was like, oh, I'll just discard a Gravecrawler. It'll be great.
0: Or blood gas, yeah.
1: Yeah, blood gas isn't a zombie, but yeah, you just discard yeah. a Gravecrawler, draw a card, recast your grave Gravecrawler. That seems pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure does. Uh, Sign and blood is back. Another awesome reprint. Just yeah. Kinda, just a good card. Like it. I love the fact that you can sometimes use it as a burn spell and kill your opponent. That's just really hilarious to me. Um. Stain the mind is awful. We had some people thinking this could have been good. It's not. I mean, like,
1: yeah. There's already an uncounterable effect uh, for this, and it's not getting played.
0: No, no, it's not.
1: Um, Stab wounds back. How do you feel about that? Huh? <laughs> Stab wound <sighs> for limited. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. It's, <laughs> it's it's just really annoying. Yeah. I love I love it when I have the card, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah.
0: Word, uh, ulcerate. Um, you know, efficient removal probably has a home somewhere. You know.
1: Yeah, I was getting really excited, and I thought not really excited, but I was just like, oh yeah, this can see like you know modern or legacy play is like a you know better disfigure. But then I remember dismember was a card. <laughs> yeah. you to Pay life for that. So
0: a better disfigure is a this is a worse dismember. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. If you're already paying three, you might as well just pay four and take out a bunch more creatures.
1: And it's colorless. It's <laughs> like, <So>, yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Um, yep. Oh, never well,
1: never mind.
0: Well, it's not in standard. So if you really need this effect here, it is, you know, so that's cool. And then, uh, waste not, um, has, uh, I just want to see it played Nate rack. It seems really yeah. good.
1: Yeah. There was a, there was an article that talked about like a bunch of like, uh, symmetric discard effects in modern. Um, and I think they mentioned there's a two and a black one. Um, it's everyone. Uh, both players discard three, and then there's Goblin Lore where both players draw three, then discard three. Hmm. Um, and I should note, I haven't I haven't tested it recently, but as of like probably last year, uh, that card was broken on Moto, just oh, really? because no one no one played it. It just didn't work properly. I, I I just I guess no one's no one ever plays that card ever. But it was basically one red. Uh, each player draws three and then discards their entire hand. <laughs> Like it was just broken. Oh my god <laughs> yeah.
0: like, literally broken, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's literally broken. And a very <laughs> a very unscrupulous person could uh, uh <laughs> just go on a rampage on the, the modern cues with goblin lore. So if it's not fixed, you know, go go to town. Just not against me.
0: That's so funny. <laughs> um so uh Zathrid Slyblade is a black hex proof creature.
1: Um
0: mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. Uh Don't know if it's going to make any difference, but it's interesting that it exists because Hexproof is not a black ability at all.
1: No, I mean, this is one of the guest design cards. It's by the guy that does uh, World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah. And so like assassins in that game, like the way it works is like you can't see them and they're only vulnerable when they're about to strike. And so that's what this is.
0: Oh, right. That's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: That's really funny. I didn't think about that.
1: It's all flavor.
0: Yeah, no, it's super flavorful. It is, it is, and it's really cool. I didn't I didn't realize that was from the, the World of Warcraft guy and uh I've played me some World of Warcraft, so yeah, for real. That's exactly how that works. That's really funny. <laughs> um so uh overall, not as pumped about black as I am about some of the other colors, but Um, I feel like we talked about it more than I expected. I
1: don't, I don't don't think black needs the help is the problem. That's (laughs) the
0: thing. If they just
1: get like one or two, like they get sign in blood, they get sign in blood and Liliana. Like that's not good. (laughs) They they don't need any help.
0: Right. Right. For sure. Um, so moving on to red, um, act on impulse. You've got stuff to say about this. Just tell me what you think. I don't even, I can't even.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was going to make some, uh, the goggles. They do nothing joke, but, uh, I actually like it. Um, the the burn deck that was running Wild guess I this is just way better than that in terms of like flood insurance. Um, although it's kind of hard to actually get cards that you can ca- like have enough mana to actually cast something after casting this. Because it's basically, you know, you draw three cards, but you can only, you can only play them until end of turn. Yeah. Um, which seems cool. Uh, but then, yeah, you usually don't have as much mana available. Uh, but I mean, Wild Guess is just, Apart from the marginal synergy you get with uh, Chandra's Phoenix, it's just, you know, it's just flood insurance, basically. Um, And this, I I feel like this is much better than that if you must run that kind of effect, but I'd rather just run more burn spells. I was thinking maybe you could, like, play this in a storm deck. Yeah. In modern, but then the thing is it doesn't play with any of the graveyard synergies from Pyramaster's Ascension. Ah. But, um yeah, I mean if you're building uh if you're storming if you're storming into a lot of mana, this would be this is just effectively draw three, which they're probably in the market for, but uh I doubt it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Not a fan. It, it it's an interesting effect, but it's just just interesting and not very good. Um aggressive mining, I've been thinking about this card more. Like
1: I, <laughs> I've been thinking about you, aggressive mining.
0: Yeah, I've been thinking about you for a long, long time. Um, so in a burn deck full of two mana spells, like you get to five mana, you know, you play this and this basically lets you draw six cards and still be functional. But then the problem with that is that red by itself has no way of dealing with enchantments. So you're just stuck with two mana and this stupid card on the board and you can't do anything about it. So I just think that's really bad. Um, I, I, if, if you're running red white, you know you could always um, wear and tear your own aggressive mining to get back in the game. I don't know. <laughs> it seems like a really roundabout way to draw some cards. But if you've got some way to cheat a bunch of lands on the field, this is a you know pretty good way to draw a bunch of cards. I don't know. Don't. I don't know. Hurts my brain.
1: It makes you. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's one of those cards where. Like, I mean, I know these cards exist, but this one, even though... They, I, I don't think they have anything in mind when they put this put this card in the set. It's just, you see it, and they're like, well, there's got to be something. But, um, uh, yeah, I don't think there's any there. There, I, I, don't, I don't think it works. Definitely yeah. not in standard.
0: Yeah. Oh, well. It <laughs> was good to think of while it lasted. So, um, two cards uh, to talk about together. Altac, Bloodseeker, and uh, Borderland Marauder, you're not into either one, but they both seem to be, like, decent aggro creatures for two. Um, you know, after rotation, that might be a thing. I don't know. I mean, like, the Bloodseeker is especially interesting because you've got, like, burn spells to back it up, so you kill a creature, and then it becomes a 4-2 first strike, um, which seems pretty aggressive, but uh, I don't know. You're not crazy about it?
1: I am not. Yeah. It's... Maybe the Bloodseeker. I, I definitely I don't see the, the the Borderland Marauder at all.
0: No, not really. Me, me neither. But it's just you know it's it is an aggressive two drop. It's a three two for two basically when it attacks.
1: Um, the the Bloodseeker is not really playable without a kill spell. But right. then you don't want to have a bunch of reactive cards. in I mean yeah if they're if it, if they're burn cards that's fine. But um, it's a two card combo with card a card type you generally don't want to run in an aggressive deck, which is a reactive card.
0: Right, right, so yeah, um now, belligerent sliver again, love it, yeah, these uh these slivers, there's just so many good slivers, I, I think that I think we're gonna see a good sliver deck, you know, I already picked up a couple gale riders, just in case, mostly just to trade them when they spike, <laughs> but uh I do have them, um, it's not a bad choice, no, I think anyone that
1: ever wants to run slivers ever. In any format, it's gonna need those. So
0: true. It's very true. Um,
1: yeah, Heart Wolf. I, I played that in uh, in Mono Red, so it seems yeah. fine. Back in the day.
0: <laughs> My notes on Broodkeeper. I'm laughing at now. Johnny's chosen had a year. This sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, you're not. You're missing the dragon synergies with. Yeah, there aren't any. I'm sorry. No yeah
0: no. well you if you do have the if you do wind up with a crucible of fire uh in your draft and then you draft like three or four of these that could get kind of insane, i guess, <laughs> but I don't know that's just me being very optimistic and and mm-hmm. positive um burning anger um burning anger is like a, f- a blood from flesh and blood, but it sticks around you just wrote no in all caps um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like this. I like the idea of something like this where you can just, you know, pump up one of your creatures real big and then just keep burning them with it. I don't know. But it's it's five. Five is the major drawback there. Um,
1: it is expensive.
0: Yeah, it's very expensive.
1: So uh, wait, what does he have? He's got a hammer, anvil, sword. That's also on fire. <laughs> that's just too much.
0: He's just really overdoing it. Yeah, and he's like, "Hello, ladies." Uh, like...
1: He's trying too hard, and he's wearing an Ed Hardy t-shirt. Well, that's just—it's <laughs> over the top.
0: Um. So, um. Uh, uh, circle C- of Flame. Circle of Flame. I, uh, I've always loved this card. It was never that good. Um, it's, uh, you know, one damage to attacking creatures that your opponents control. So any of these little one toughness aggro decks, you drop this thing down and watch them cry until they play their, uh, Anthem effect. And then you cry. Uh, it's basically how that goes, right? Um, yeah, but then this plus electricery, and then it doesn't matter if they have an Anthem effect because you still can do the extra one point of damage. Uh,
1: It's fine. in the. um, I don't know. It's like a sideboard. Maybe.
0: Yeah, no, for real. And like, like, I mean, think about like, you know, you side this in the boss lie mirror, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's just like, it's like, yep, I win this because you can't do anything. But I don't know. You just wrote cool art, <laughs> which usually that's that if like, if Joey and I would say like cool art or very flavorful. <laughs> yeah. and we thought the card was really bad and we didn't want to just say it's really bad um crucible of fire um you know cons is looking like it's going to have some sort of dragon based theme um so maybe you know prior to cons block spoilers pick up some of these i mean this is a reprint so it's not going to go through the roof but if it's playable it'll it'll jump
1: you know, is I, I just can't imagine a world where this is playable unless is there's some weird card that like that's not Broodkeeper that makes like three two two red dragons for like five or something or four yeah. even. Um but yeah, I, I I so I Googled this card and um it turns out that wizards uh got a trademark on dragons of Tarkir mm-hmm. shortly after they did for Cons of Tarkir. So I yeah, it's clearly gonna be dragons. A lot of dragons.
0: Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe it could work. Um, so uh, Forge Devil, you know, actually doesn't seem that bad um, in terms of like, if you're playing the slide deck, especially if you're playing against the slide deck as a slide deck, you know, being able to play this against them seems like you could take out one of their creatures and kind of fight the battle for board position. I'm going to say no. All right, fine. Say no. I don't care. Uh, foundry street denizen uh cool to see that little guy sticking around after uh rotation pretty good he's a goblin
1: it. he's a goblin yep there's some goblins in the set nope. No, no no goblin lords though sadly
0: frenzied goblin another goblin
1: mm-hmm. i've uh, played this guy in cube
0: yeah yeah lots of little dudes so uh generator servant um you know turn three storm Breath dragon is my uh, is my first thought with this card?
1: Yeah, I <laughs> at first I was gonna write like no stupid, jeez. But then like I was, I was thinking about that uh, the yeah the example you gave of turn three storm breath uh, maybe um, I like it. I like yeah I like just ramping into anything that and and you give it haste which is just kind of crazy in and of itself. Um, there was uh, the <laughs> the guy that's like one in a green for a two one. You pay red to sack him, uh, and it adds three red mana to your mana pool. Um,
0: Priest of, of Urubrask.
1: No, 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 no. That's two and a red for a, a two-one. When he enters the battlefield, you get three red, red mana. This guy's from Theros. I could probably look it up. I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, but so, like, uh, ju- when Theros was just released, like, the first red-green deck. or uh, Hedonist. Sater Hedonist, that's right. Um, they were kind of like a red, they were like, almost like a combo deck where they would just like do burning tree into that, and to, like um, nick those into just play something crazy, play like a, a Xenagos, you know, plus the Xenagos, and then you know, you go from there. Yeah. Um, so it, it might go in a deck more along those lines. I like it,
0: yeah. And I think that, like, again, I think uh, Ryan's uh, response was scuttling doom engine. Like, I think he's like, <laughs> I think we need to like get him. I think we need to get a t-shirt made for him that's like Scuttling Doom Engine but like done in like metal letters.
1: <laughs> it's it, it is a pretty sweet metal name. Yeah. For, you know, dark metal band.
0: Yeah, for real. Um I think
1: Pitchfork gave their uh, last album a pretty good review.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. No, they gave it a they gave it, it it depends. If they're on a major label, then they gave it a 2.5. If they gave if they recorded it in their basement, Um, with, like, a microphone hanging from a pipe, they gave it an 8.0. So,
1: um... Yeah, it sounds slightly different than their older album, so they hated it.
0: Yeah, exactly. We fear change. So, so, Goblin Kaboomist. You said you ran the numbers on Artifacts. What are you talking about?
1: Oh, (laughs) I just looked at, like... At first, I thought it was kind of silly that there was, like... I thought maybe like it was just like a plant that you know artifacts might matter in cons of the cure, um, but then I actually went through and counted up the number of um, artifacts in uh, M14. M15. Um, M15. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. We have a lot of notes. Yeah. Oh wow! I almost clicked hang up. That would have been a bummer, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. So there are 24 artifact cards, um, and 25 of you include Goblin Kaboomist since he makes, uh,
0: artifacts. At least one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's actually like 10% of the set. Um, so I was like looking at like all the artifacts, the artifact matters cards. Um, there's, there's actually only six that I could find, uh, Kirkesh in soul artifact, aeronaut tinkerer chief Engineer Scrapyard mongrel, and hoarding dragon and then there's uh three cards that kill artifacts so kind of if you count blast fire so those are the those are the artifact numbers uh there's twenty five artifact cards or artifact producing cards and uh there's only six cards that really care about them so it might just be like a sub a sub theme of the set and not like a plant or anything like that yeah like I thought it was out of place, but then I actually like decided to just count it up um because I have uh, I recently injured my foot and was uh homebound for the for the holiday weekend oh no, and had time for such things yeah that's uh, fine uh
0: so goblin rabble master um this is a this is a kind of cool card, and hey look this is this is kind of a goblin lord
1: kind of because
0: you know the ex having it's a goblin's matter card you know yeah um and uh this does not just just again. Those of you who are trying to build goblin decks um, just for fun, this does not combo with goblin diplomats because you need goblin diplomats untapped on your opponent's turn to make goblin diplomats like do its job. Goblin rabblemaster says that your goblins, like other goblins you control, attack each turn if able. So you have to attack with your goblin diplomat and then you don't have it untapped to use it use its ability. Um, the only way this would work is if you were to attack with Goblin Rabble Master and then like well while, while you have a hammer of perfrose out, then you cast Goblin Diplomats. You know what I mean? After combat. So then you could use it on your opponent's turn, make them attack with all their creatures, and then you can untap and swing with everything. But that's this kind of
1: No, I don't, no. Goblin Rabblemaster himself doesn't actually have to attack. It's, no, it's other goblin creatures. I know. It's other okay. goblin creatures. But you yeah, want yeah.
0: to attack with him to get his attacking bonus. Yeah, I guess. I guess. What do you mean? That's the only reason why you would <laughs> want to run him. Um, unless you're, again, going with tokens and and perforos. But anyway. Um, Hammerhand? What?
1: Yeah. Why not? What does it do? Okay. So it's it's an enchantment. It's an aura. It costs a red mana. Enchant creature. When Hammerhand enters the battlefield, target creature can't block this turn. That's pretty sweet. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one, and has haste. That's okay. a lot of stuff. It does a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, 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 it does. For one red.
1: Yeah, red mana.
0: And it gives haste.
1: And, and plus one, bumps. plus one. Yeah. And, and then,
0: a, yeah, okay. All and
1: right. a creature can't block. I mean, what more do you want?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It goes in a deck. It does all the things you want to do in that deck.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm I'm on board. I like it. All right. I like it. It does a lot of stuff. Yeah. For one red, that's a really efficient way to do a lot of stuff. I
1: like yeah. it. Good. Yeah. It goes in the, the slide deck, maybe. I don't know.
0: Cool. Okay. Sweet. Um, Inferno Fist. Uh, we talked about it before. Seems pretty damn good.
1: It's all right. It, it's plus two, plus zero. It doesn't pump toughness.
0: Oh, you're right. You're right. It is two, plus two, plus zero. So it's kind of like a worse madcap skills that can also kill something, maybe.
1: Yeah, you can cash it in later.
0: Yeah, that's all right. Uh, Lava Axe Stephen has written Eternal Playable. Just wanted to make that clear.
1: <laughs> Get that on the record.
0: Um, I don't know. Again, I was doing this erasing business, so there's like the word mind, and then I don't know what that means.
1: <laughs> I think you just were really excited about Mind Sculpt.
0: Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Make it happen! I'm so pumped. Let's make it happen. Grind clock, grind clock. All right. Oh, my cat's pumped about grind grind clock too. He was like, "Grind clock, grind clock." He's he did. He said that. Um, Kirk. I'm a crazy cat lady, so just so y'all know. Um, Kirkesh an anake ancient. Um, anything.
1: I was gonna pretend that I had like a really awesome combo with like Strionic Resonator and then just hang up. But <laughs> uh No, nah, I got nothing.
0: Well oh well. Uh Shrapnel Blast, I'm pretty sure we talked about it on the last show. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love the fact that it exists. Uh I don't think I need to tell you all how good Shrapnel Blast is. It's really good if you have artifacts to sacrifice. If you don't, it's useless. Um pretty simple. Uh Stoke the Flames. Um I'm not really sure about it. Uh, You say it's good, but... I like it. I'm not sure because, I mean, like, four damage instant speed obviously is very good. Um, But just like you've been saying with Convoke, like, most of the decks that would have creatures to tap for Convoke are the decks that you would want to attack with those creatures in. You know, I guess you could play a a three drop, or I don't don't even know. Like, I just feel like you want to tap out every turn, um, if you're playing creatures in red, if you're playing burn spells in red, I feel like you want to hold up mana and then end a turn burn, you know? And then, so like, I just feel like it's, it's just kind of a counterproductive, uh, ability. So I feel like you're going to, I feel like this just costs four.
1: Uh, maybe, I mean, like in burn, um, there's a lot of times where your Eidolons of the great revel aren't able to get through for combat damage. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a way to cash that in. Ooh, um, and
0: it doesn't trigger Eidolon for you.
1: It doesn't. Uh, <laughs> like, I like, it's like that. It's the only card in the deck that doesn't, other than uh, 4 leader Celix.
0: Or, uh, oh yeah, that's right, Phoenix does too. Yep, you're right.
1: Yeah. Um, if you're playing like a mono-red aggro deck with just a bunch of creatures that are attacking, then, I mean, if they can attack, then, then attack. But, I mean, what often happens is if they stabilize, it's not at a very high life total. Or if they do stabilize, it's only behind like one creature, and you have a lot of damage that could otherwise get through. Um, so, I think I think it slots in fine. It's like a two of there, maybe even a two of and burn. I want to try it. I think it's good.
0: Sure, and I, and I don't you know I don't disagree with your assessment. I just couldn't figure it out myself. I think at this point in the in the spoiler, I was kind of like, huh, I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, spoiler, what? Um. Torch Fiend, uh, Torch Fiend, you know, was uh, originally in Dark Ascension, I believe. Um, just a r- aggressive uh, reprint with a really strong ability, you know, especially like, you know, if people are going with that scuttling Doom Engine plan, <laughs> you can pay one red and make them cry.
1: Well, you um, still lose six life.
0: That's true. But yeah, it's better than them attacking with it. Although, you know, the, oh yeah, the thing that's, I think the thing that Ryan said that actually did uh, interest me was that shrapnel blast plus scuttling doom engine equals 11 to the dome.
1: <laughs> that's true.
0: That's uh that's kind of amazing, actually.
1: It's a lot of damage.
0: It's a lot of damage. And hey, if in turn five, you played the, uh, the dictate of, of, uh, of whatever it is. What, what is that? The red oh, dictate.
1: <laughs> dictate of the Twin Gods.
0: Yeah, you played Dictate of the Twin Gods. Yeah. You 22 them. Just three cards. All the damage.
1: Oh, yeah, it's a three card combo. The best kind of combo.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what is the combo with the two charms and uh, Boros Reckoner? What's that? Oh,
1: that's because we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. I would think of three card combos. All right,
0: all right. Uh, back to nature.
1: Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, they got you.
0: I mean, like, I, 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 I he wrote Ultimate Troll, and I wrote – I saw I, – I can't take credit for this, but I thought it was really funny. Earlier today, someone wrote Troll Level Pope. <laughs> I was like, that's really funny. Yeah, um, it's
1: over 9,000, the like, troll power level like, here.
0: Really? Like, what? What? Back to nature right after Theros Block? What? that was just like i was just thinking like a couple days ago like huh, man there's no way they'd print uh like tranquility anymore considering that they're doing an entire enchantment block like there's no way they print in, in, uh, tranquility anymore and then they print an instant speed two mana tranquility like really i almost want to run this main deck like as a one <laughs> or two of like it's-
1: there's there's very few decks that don't have, like, relevant enchantment cards.
0: Really? I mean, even if it hits one card, you know what I mean? Like, you only paid two mana. It's not like this costs four. It's not like it's sorcery speed. It's a two mana instant. Like, I'd pay two mana instant speed to remove a Cursed Crew Fix. Like, seriously. You know yeah. what I mean? If you also hit an Eidolon of Blossoms when you do that, like, are you kidding? Like... That's insane. I want to run two of these main in mono green. Like I want to run a mono green deck and run two of these main. Now no, it you makes
1: it yeah, makes, that's crazy.
0: I don't care. I'm crazy.
1: Um, okay. I just like that they print constellation and then print this.
0: <laughs> it's such. It's insane. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I mean, maybe I. 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 I can't try to logic why they would print this whatever cool i'm glad it exists though for real like i'm glad i'm glad it's there but what anyway
1: maybe hexproof's too good
0: and you know it's it's hexproof's like dead i guess right i mean like
1: no people actually have to put this in their sideboard and I don't know how many people are going to do that me? the first week one, the first week,
0: week. week me week one me yeah
1: oh, all right
0: um at least one at least two maybe four um Court of Calling, um <laughs> This is where I started writing my hate on you. I was like, I haven't played f- with this before. Like what kind of archetype does it fit? And then I wrote, For all your talking, you're gonna bust out with Fester Gloom as your hot tech. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No, but um no, seriously though, like um like Court of Calling, like I mean I'm guessing it's more of a toolbox card. Yeah. Right? I mean, because like you can convoke and like you've got a little like a bunch of little creatures that like like you've got like burning tree emissary that sticks around, you know, and things like that. Like you could you could definitely cord into something. And I put a couple copies of it in my uh, in my deck from my latest article in Legend MTG that um, built a mono green ramp deck. Nice. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. You should check it out. You haven't read my article. You're such a jerk. I hate you. No, but um, I am. No, but I, but I put two of these in there, and I was like, I don't really know if these go here, but I'm, I'm ramping, and this has an X on it, and I can search for something, you know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, you know, I'll put one in, why not? Uh, or put a couple in because it just seems okay. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think. Like, I guess you need like a base green toolbox, one of, and I'm not sure. I don't know what you want. Or do you (laughs) even?
0: Like do you even need just one ofs though or do you just want it for the consistency? Like is there a card that's good enough that you just want to keep getting him? You know what I mean? Do you need more than 4 of any particular card in the deck?
1: Like Volucronos
0: um, or like or like Nylea or something? You know what I mean? Like
1: I mean, I guess it depends. I mean, that's that's what I I, I that's what I would want to play a tutor for is to consistently have the best creature at that moment in time. Right. And so you could just build like a bunch of one ofs that are good for different situations and i yeah i'm not sure
0: yeah i don't know but um so uh feral feral incarnation is three three threes for eight and and one green but uh it's sorcery speed it has convoke so i mean obviously if you're playing like a token deck you can probably convoke into this, but I just don't think it's that good. But like the three three threes seems good, you know?
1: It does. But I mean for like five mana you can get two three threes right now.
0: Yeah, 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 you're absolutely right. With the uh the feral invocation or whatever, right?
1: No, we're we're talking about feral invocation. This is um the thing that gets the Centaurs, which I can't even think of what it is.
0: Isn't that Feral Invocation?
1: No, Feralification is eight and a green. For Convoke, put three, three, three. Oh, green. These, that's the This we're... is Infatuation? Feral? No, it's like Faded... <laughs> <Fated> <laughs> faded something. Faded <laughs> like, green guys come Oh, yeah,
0: out. dude. That's Feral Incarnation. Like, uh, obviously. It's,
1: it's Faded Centaur Party.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. This is getting late. Um, Genesis Hydra. Go. Genesis Hydra. It's fantastic. I, I put one th- there's one of these in my uh in my deck. In too. your ramp deck? Yes.
1: Nah, four. 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 Why not? It's a ramp deck.
0: Because <laughs> what if you ramp what if you reveal Genesis Hydra? <laughs> uh
1: when you cast. No, no no no. You but yeah, you get to choose. So let's say you're ramping for like, I don't know, we're playing a ramp deck. We have seven mana. Yeah. You look at the top five.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I just uh, I just thought like, oh, you don't want to definitely you definitely don't want to see this.
1: And uh I didn't realize this I had to read it somewhere, but the uh the permanent that you put onto the battlefield is uncounterable. They can't they can't do anything. Now, Genesis, it's when, it's just, when you cast.
0: Genesis Hydra is when you cast?
1: Yeah, when you cast Genesis Hydra. Oh, you Genesis want Hydra. four. Are you? Yeah, gonna, man. No.
0: <laughs> forget court of calling, just throw these in. Oh, man. Oh, that's yeah. really good.
1: It's yeah. So you like cascade.
0: Wow. I and then I did you just put article. it on the battlefield. You I don't. I did an cast. article talking about this card, and I didn't even read it. That's great. Oh wow. Don't read my articles, folks. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um. Oh wow. No, that's really good. So you cast, you get the. Oh man. Yeah. So even oh, like oh, I'm in can... love with Genesis Hydra now. <laughs> oh, I, I kind of liked it before. Oh, I am absolutely in love with this card. All right, see.
1: So you... Now you see four of man. Yeah. Four
0: of no four yeah. of hard on. Heart.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Hornet's Nest.
0: Hornet's Nest. So um, I want to put this in the blue-red uh, Boros Reckoner, Spite mogus deck really bad, or Cast and Meteor on it. Um, I, I was saying that it should have Kicker GG, get it? And when Hornet's Nest enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, you lose the game oh. and flavor text, <laughs> never kick a hornet's nest.
1: Uh, I like, I like it all. I, I hate bees. I hate hornets. <laughs> I, I want to hit hornet's nests with things. So I, I, I agree. Yeah. I'll never cast this card. So
0: you're like Macaulay Calkin in my girl. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Me too. Actually. Um, I, I'm the guy who will like run into the middle of the street to avoid a bee. Um, oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. At least I'm not alone on that. Um, Hornet queen. So I want to draft this and invasive species and roaring primadocs like oh. so bad. I want to, there's so much ETB triggers with green in this, in this set. Yeah, that, that's like, true. I just yeah, really want to rebuy wanna... those. I want to just draft the like rebuy mono green deck. And then also this plus Perforos is 10 damage. <laughs>
1: That's a lot of damage.
0: That's awesome. Like, that's just great. I mean, it is seven mana, but, like, if you're playing, like, a green-red ramp deck, green-red ramp with, like, Purphoros, Xenagos, and this, like, you can get there. I think it'd be cool.
1: Yeah, Um, and um, (laughs) sorry to bring it back to Vintage Masters, but I actually pulled off the uh, uh, Deranged Hermit plus uh, Waterfront Bouncer combo.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, you just cast it and then just start... (laughs) <laughs> bouncing it back to your hand and then recasting it and making a million squirrels. It was fun.
0: That's amazing. That's really good. I love it. Um, life's legacy. I put one of these in my ramp deck too, that I posted on, uh, on uh legit MTG. Um, I like this card because it's two. So it's cheap. You sacrifice the card. You draw cards equal to its power. Um,
1: it's pretty I, cheap for that effect,
0: yeah, no, it is i like like some of the other ones that that have done stuff like this have all cost like four, you know, and they're just not that good so the the dream that so basically my ramp deck that I put on legit m t g has Garrick call, uh, Garrick in it, so I want a Garrick and cheat in world spine worm, which you know I've been talking about for like forever, like I just like I'm like I don't see any reason why if you're gonna play a card thats just put a green creature from your hand into play. That it shouldn't be World Spine Worm. Like, it's the biggest creature. But then I want to sacrifice World Spine Worm to Life's Legacy and draw 15 cards and get 3 5-5 five, five Worms.
1: Well, yeah, and if you uh, if you ever wanted to hard cast World Spine Worm, I imagine there's a Planeswalker that could help you do that.
0: Why? How? How could it do that? I don't see how that could be possible. It doesn't untap <laughs> Nykthos. <nick>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nissa World Waker, what do you think? I don't like it. You um, don't?
0: No, I don't. Because the thing is, it only untaps forests, first of all. Mm-hmm. Okay? It doesn't untap lands. It untaps forests. Sure. I've, I've never been a big fan of making my lands creatures. Just just it makes me nervous. Don't like doing it. Um, paying green for a Planeswalker is really good. You know, it really, it really is fine. Um, and I think that Nyssa gets way better with Chain Veil um because again you can plus into the ultimate really fast um
1: yeah but i mean like the next turn you have access to at least 9 mana
0: yeah oh yeah i didn't think about the next turn i wasn't even thinking about that
1: yeah you got 5 mana now untap you got 5 mana there and then you untap four now you have 9
0: yeah okay it's a lot of mana <laughs> that is a lot of mana and if you got one or two mana dorks or a nikthos that suddenly gets you... Yeah, you get silly. You just,
1: yeah, you just hardcast it.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Well, I mean, ideally, you just want to uh, cascade into it with Genesis Hydra. I mean, make it <laughs> uncounterable.
0: Yeah, right. Um, I mean, well, you know, you're running Nykthos. You're running, you know, base green devotion. So, you know, you can hardcast World Spine Worm with the deck, I think, pretty easily.
1: Oh, yeah, no problems.
0: Um, Nis's Expedition. Uh, five mana for this ability would really suck. Mm-hmm. But with the Convoke, uh, that seems really good.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. Because, um, yeah, there seems to be cards here for a, a ramp deck, but I don't know how many incidental creatures. I mean, I guess you'll have Elvish Mystics, and you'll have Courser of Gruphix, and probably... Um, oh, my good. Carry Addeds. Um, so, but those are already tap four mana. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, know yeah. I know.
0: That's the problem with a lot of the Convoke stuff. <laughs> Is you're like, oh well, I've got these creatures that tap for mana that I I've got these tap this and
1: elvish and mystic hanging around on. doing nothing. Now I can use it to tap for mana.
0: Yeah, whoa. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like yeah
0: insane value. Um yeah, that's kind of what you wanted to do with that card anyway. So yeah. Uh Reclamation Sage. Um Awesome. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. A- ex speaking of awesome one ofs for Court of Calling.
1: Here oh it yeah, is right absolutely.
0: Here. There it is. Like you just run that um shaman of spring like uh for the uh, i know you wrote it's expensive but i was talking about for limited with this i didn't specify um like you know shaman of spring on his battlefield draw a card you got the roaring Primadox going on this slots in real nicely you know especially if you're going like with a green plus a color that doesn't draw you cards mm-hmm. um i think it could be really good in that deck other than that not really um sunblade elf you know like uh the ability, the late game, the ability on it is a really good ability late game in limited. Um, I,
1: I think it's def Well, I think it's standard playable.
0: Yeah, it could be. I think again, this is one that's like going to get way worse when like Temple Garden leaves.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, you know, because you just like, you know, you can't guarantee that like two two attacker on turn two, but but I mean again, like you got this turn one, you follow this up with like a. You know, a Plains and a fleece main Lion, you're you're okay. You know, you're not doing bad. It's just a lot of the lands right now under the battlefield tap that aren't the, like, I don't know. It just seems like it would be really hard to get this to be 2-2 two, two, on turn two.
1: Audible, it's not in the notes, but uh, Undergrowth Scavenger in the uh, Dredge deck, maybe. What does it do? <laughs> it's three and a green for a zero zero. 0 so, I mean, pretty bad.
0: Oh, it's when it gets plus one plus one counters equal to the number of creatures in all graveyards. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about that, too.
1: I mean, the thing is, you probably just want to cast a Nemesis Immortals for cheap.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's just, yeah, probably, because it's really cheap. Um, Venom Sliver, wow, Slivers are so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like that one, and I like, uh, I mean, you just combo that with, like, Thorncaster Sliver, if you want to really live the dream. Ha! <laughs> um, <laughs> the the Pyreheart Wolf Sliver. Um uh, that seems amazing if you have any like you know slivers with power higher than 2 yeah. or just you know any of the uh the pump slivers um yeah i like it yeah but again it's another uh 1 1 sliver for two yeah for real <laughs> and if you're running like manawef sliver and the death touch sliver and uh yeah i mean eventually you need slivers that'll actually kill something and not 1 1s
0: yeah for real um so i'm going to skip the rest of the green cards here just so we can get done um, the the new Garrick, Garrick Apex Predator, um, you know he hears voices in his head. Uh, they talk to him. He understands. They talk to him. Um, vintage. I'm sure
1: some people got that.
0: Vintage Orton, RKO <laughs> out of nowhere. Um, like Randy Orton is a wrestler, and his nickname is the Apex Predator. So I just thought it was really funny that they literally <laughs> they literally called this Garrick apex predator i was just like really and there's also okay so when randy orton started in wwe he was known as the legend killer because he like took out hulk hogan he like took out all these like top like like legendary wrestlers so they called him the legend killer so um uh the one thing i always wanted to do and i actually uh took it with me to a um I took it with me to a WWE live event to try to get signed by Randy Orton was a copy of Sabo Tavak from Invasion. Um, he's a creature that has uh, first strike protection from legends and then double black and tap destroy target legend. It can't be regenerated.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I wanted to get the Legend Killer to sign the Legend Killer, and now I want to get him to sign that and an Apex Predator. If I go up to Randy Orton with magic cards, though, I think he would just make fun of me because he's kind of like he, he's his 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 wrestling shirt looks like an Ed Hardy shirt, if that's any idea. So, hmm. um, yeah, he's that guy. He's just kind
1: is of the card good. any good?
0: The Garrick? Oh man, yeah, it's really good. It's awesome. Um, it's a little expensive, but, you know, you can ramp into it pretty easily if you've got green cards. Um, the plus ones, it has four abilities. It's the first time since Jace the Mind Sculptor that a card has had four abilities. If this came out when Jace the Mind Sculptor was printed, it probably would have cost four. Um, but fortunately, they've learned their lesson and it costs seven Um, it can plus one to destroy another target planeswalker. I mean, that's obviously insane. Um, and especially, well, you know, if you've got black, you do have heroes downfall. I was going to say in a color that can't do that normally, but it can.
1: This is just repeatable though.
0: It is. And it's a plus. It's not like minus five destroy a planeswalker, you know, plus one to put a three, three black beast with death touch onto the battlefield. That's just a really unique token. I love it. Um, minus 3 destroy target creature you gain life equal to its toughness that's good minus 8 target, em- target opponent gets an emblem with whenever a creature attacks you it gets plus 5 plus 5 and gains trample until end of turn all of this thing's abilities are really insane here's another planeswalker that starts off with a really high loyalty mm-hmm. and can get to its <laughs> ultimate pretty fast
1: I, I don't even think... The, the. I think the ultimate's almost superfluous. If you've just been... If you have this thing on the battlefield for like three or four turns doing any of these uh, other three things, then uh, you're, you're probably doing okay.
0: True. Oh, it's very true. Um, I think it's really good. You?
1: Yeah, it's great. Just, you know, seven. So, I don't know yeah. how many you put in your deck.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like, this card had me tempted to try to go black-green for ramp, but I was i was waxing nostalgic in the article and i was talking about mono green ramp so i just went mono green rather than trying to splash it's classic it's 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 like literally the first deck i ever played um sliver hive lord is Mm -hmm. ridiculous and obviously makes the uh the sliver deck even better because it's a it's a finisher in, in a deck full of one ones and two, twos, like you were saying, you know,
1: oh, I mean, yeah, this and the land, it, it just it, it ties the entire uh, sliver room together.
0: Yeah, exactly, you know. Her life was in our hands, man. Um,
1: <laughs> although uh, the the thing is, um, on the sliver land, or are we eventually going to talk about that?
0: Yeah, yeah, I actually forgot to write it on the list, but yeah, we're definitely going to talk about it. so
1: all right, all right, we'll get to that last.
0: All right, cool. Uh, grind clock mill mill mil, no, mil, no. mil, mill 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 let's do it go mill
1: <laughs> that's
0: grind clock is is, is so slow I've, I've played it before because i did like mill decks and i played it before and it's really really slow
1: i mean that looks even slow and limited but maybe yeah. not
0: <laughs> it, it no it can get there and limited okay it can definitely get there and limited if if, if it, it's another way to like clear up a, a board stall you know you're just like okay fine you want to sit here and stall you're going to lose eventually because it does, it does incrementally get out of hand Um, haunted plate mail. You know, I like seeing this card reprinted because I really did like this card when it existed last time as a, as a control finisher because it survives all the non-existent wraths in the format. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, if there is a wrath in the format, you play this with that, it survives and then it can attack. I like it. Um, I think it's good. Ah, uh, there might be better finishers, but if there aren't, this is a great one and it can and it can latch itself onto another finisher too. That's the other thing I like, you know so if you do have a better choice, you can also add this to it and make it a big big choice.
1: This card will see less playing time than however long it took you to talk about it.
0: <laughs>
1: no, probably not <laughs> I don't know it's fine, it's fine,
0: yeah, it's all right um, hot soup hot soup
1: hot stuff coming through what
0: is that <laughs> i don't know like what is like this this card and meteorite just had me completely scratching my head like what are they doing with these cards i don't understand I'll, I'll hear,
1: no 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 i will hear no ill words about meteorite well, i like it I meteorite like it.
0: Like, it. like it it lands it does some damage and then you can tap it for mana
1: that's awesome that's yeah, so cool.
0: Yeah, the flavor of it does make sense.
1: I if guess. I, yeah, I've already said this, but when I play that, uh, if I get to play it in like a release event, I'm I'm gonna literally drop it. Like when I cast it, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna as, drop it onto the table
0: as you should because it's pretty. If it didn't cost five, I would love it. But Five just seems so expensive for two damage and then like a signet. You know what I mean? Like I don't know.
1: It is this card does make me feel like a noob where. The card just seems cool and it tricks you into play. Like, there's it's like, they don't really print a lot of these anymore, but they're just trap cards. They're like, oh, you know.
0: No, they don't. Not since send a card block. Pay, uh,
1: pay you know, <laughs> tap tap five mana, and what do you get? Oh, you gain seven life. And it's like, oh, you like, I don't know. New players are like, oh, that seems kind of cool. And it's just, they just, they're putting cards into the set to actually actively make newer players' decks worse. Um, this one is it might be more the same but it's gonna i'm gonna fall for it
0: (laughs) word that's so funny uh juggernaut has been been reprinted uh obelisk of urd um seems uh really good actually it seems really really good um it costs six for a tribal anthem effect so it says when it enters the battlefield name a creature type creatures of the chosen type get plus two plus two But it has Convoke. So this is the card you want to be playing in Mono Blue Devotion and naming Elementals. But you don't. You know. You can tap your Elementals to cast it without needing that crappy uh, Give Your Artifacts Convoke card. Because this already has Convoke.
1: But you still need Elementals.
0: You do, but you cast Master of Waves. I mean, like, you're running. Master of Waves in Blue Devotion. You know what I mean?
1: True, but then you don't draw it, and now you have a six-drop artifact that hits one of the creatures you have on the table.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. But, uh... I, I guess I, you
1: could name Elemental.
0: That's what I'm saying. Name Elemental. Yeah, no, that's exactly... That's what I wrote in the notes here. Cast Master of Wave. Taps el- tap Elementals for this. Name Elemental. Yum.
1: That's what. Oh, I'm- Frostburn Weird's not Elemental. I thought he was for something. Oh, it's not? Nah.
0: What is it? It's a weird.
1: It's a weird. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's so weird.
1: It oh. is.
0: I, this is mostly going to be for slivers or soldiers um, or maybe goblins, but I don't know.
1: Fingers crossed. Fingers. Yeah. Or goblins.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Ornithopter. Cool that it's reprinted, but we'll see if it has a home. We shall see.
1: I don't know what he's doing in here.
0: I don't know we'll see what, we'll see what he's got going on. I mean he's a good target for the five five enchantment for insole artifact. He's a good target for shrapnel
1: blast <laughs> yeah I love that that means he's a bad card
0: <laughs> yeah yeah if you can, he's a good way to to sacri- <laughs> sacrifice him you get rid of him, yeah,
1: it's a card <laughs> you you just kill it and then it's good. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay,
0: jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, perilous vault. I think it's too expensive, but like Steven does have a good point. The other sweepers are really expensive. So, but doesn't it does it, it exiles non all nine land permanents, right? Yeah. So, so it like doesn't. You... So it doesn't stick around. Doesn't keep your planeswalkers around. Nope. You, you know, and I feel like this is something you'd want in like a control deck. You know,
1: I, I think it is because there's a there's the, so there's two brands of blue white control right now. Uh, there's ones that run detention sphere and banishing light, and then there's run there's ones that run no detention sphere, no banishing light, but they run uh, planar cleansing. So they they so hope you bad. just you think that's bad.
0: All these little aggro decks, and you're gonna run a six mana board wipe. You're gonna be dead. It's awful.
1: Ah, uh, maybe, but I mean, that what's worse is just you know laying out a detention sphere and then blowing it up, and now the board's clear except. You just hand hand priority back to your opponent that now has whatever was underneath the sphere,
0: yeah, well yeah, and that's the thing like with uh with this is that you can't run detention sphere or vanishing light with this, you know, no,
1: so this is something you like you play on four on five, you exile everything on six you 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 put down your else and you win, hopefully that's or maybe
0: or maybe you run this against banishing light. <laughs>
1: You know I guess I? you like, could, yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: like you, you're playing against banishing light and detention sphere, and you go, "Yeah, blow up everything and get my things back." You know, I don't know.
1: But anyway, uh, keep keep your eyes peeled when you're playing blue eye control right now, because uh, if you got DSI's in your board, they uh, they very well might be dead if uh, if you're playing the version that doesn't run detention spheres. So. Oh,
0: hmm. Oh, that's yeah. a good, that's a good point. Yeah. Normally, that
1: you side those in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, Frexian Revoker. It's very good, but um, you know, I like I like the ability to shut off Muta vault from the uh Pithic Needle, but Pithic Needle really does nothing, you know. I do know. Yeah, so like, you know, having that that body on top of it seems okay. You like it. I I like it. I just don't know. I mean, like It's fine. Hey, another quarter calling uh target.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that,
0: that's actually that's actually relevant. That's good.
1: Yeah, one of that's actually not bad.
0: Yeah, hm, there we go. Okay, so we're starting to figure out some, uh, scuttling Doom Engine, uh, Ryan Germer's pet card. Ryan Germer is as hot for this as he is for the the Shield. Um, the show. The Shield.
1: I've
0: heard. Good. The 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 um,
1: Shield of the Avatar.
0: No. The Shield is a tag team in wrestling. I'm just off the rails tonight. Um, <laughs> uh, I, 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 It's got a great dies effect. But I don't know if you want your cards to die for you to do stuff. I, don't I mean, know.
1: there's there's not a lot of things that can block it. Um, can't be blocked by creatures of power two or less. It's interesting.
0: It is. It'll definitely take something out... Uh, it'll deal a a lot of damage if it dies, but there are quite a few exile removal effects. Like, you know, banishing light seems really good against this, uh, detention sphere says hive. Um,
1: Elspeth can't do nothing versus this.
0: (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah. (laughs) Elspeth just goes, I guess I die to this.
1: Yeah. Tokens can't block it. You blow it up. You kill Elspeth. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. I like that. I like that a lot.
1: Oh, I hope you get something good for six mana.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, soul of New Phyrexia. Um, I think that this soul is overhyped. Um, five mana to make your things indestructible. Great. But you got to pay six for this and then, like, it survive and then you pay five. I mean, it's, it's fairly costed. It, it, it does stuff. It attacks. But I don't know. It's a lot of know. mana. <laughs> it's a lot of mana. It's more of a commander thing, I think, than anything else. But it is relevant that it can fit into any color deck, you know? Um, if you've got a deck that needs a sort of ability, I feel like this, again, would probably go in a green ramp deck more than anything else.
1: Yeah. So. I mean, all, all the souls feel like they're too expensive right now. I'll just have to play with them. Because, I mean, for six mana, uh, you're used to, like, I guess you're getting Elspeth right now for that. Or Garrick, Caller of Beasts. You're getting like these like just ridiculous, board-breaking things that do something the first turn you play them. Mm-hmm. And then this is just not that.
0: Right, right.
1: So, yeah, you need them to survive for a turn, and then you need un- to untap, and I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know about it. Um,
1: it could work, but a- I have no idea.
0: Here's a card I think will work. The Chain Veil. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: when I first saw it, I was like, I don't know, you pay four, and then you gotta pay four, and it's so slow, and you need to already have a a Planeswalker out, and then that Planeswalker needs to survive. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. This is really good. Um. So, like, you know, a lot of people are talking about infinite combos with it, like, with, like, Zaric and like Nyssa and this and like you can go infinite with that.
1: Or Xenagos um, uh, and four creatures.
0: Or Xenagos and four creatures. You go in and Oh, that's two cards. That's actually really good.
1: No, 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 no. You still need Rauszerik as well.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Three.
1: <laughs> Don't tap it. Yeah. Uh,
0: um so yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of talk about that. But just really, like, being able to activate one of your Planeswalkers plus abilities twice. um, Or if you, I mean, it says for each Planeswalker, right? Yep. So if you're just playing, like, Bant Walkers or something, and you've got, like, two or three Planeswalkers out, and you activate this, I mean, you're taking a one-way trip to Value Town, right?
1: It's legendary, so you can't run a bunch of them, which I guess you wouldn't want to anyway, but
0: sacrifice it to shrapnel blast bro <laughs> yeah what? in your
1: in your mono planeswalker deck
0: yeah man why not no, i'm just kidding don't answer that because i know uh, I,
1: mean. I don't know there's
0: i think it's good man i think that like
1: every it... single one of the cool things i've seen with this are like three card combos and every time that there's new cards introduced people find the new three card combos but there's always been three card combos in standard. There's there's several right now. None of them are good. Yeah. Um I listed a couple in the in the show notes. There's uh yep. Archangel of Thune plus Coastline Chimera. No. Is it Coastline? No. It's uh Horizon? It's the one of Flash. Horizon. Horizon. Yeah, the one of Flash. You 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 draw a card, you gain a life. There's uh, your
0: four-drop flash creature, by the way.
1: Maybe. And then uh Fathom Mage, so you get to draw all the cards, gain the life, put all the tokens on, and keep doing that. That's an infinite combo, kind of. Uh, Reckoner, Boros Reckoner. Um, if he's got, he's, if he's about to take any damage, you can uh, play Boros Charm plus Azorius Charm and gain infinite life. That one's almost playable because those are all individually good cards.
0: Um, How does that work? I'm sorry. I'm...
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, if let's say you're going to block with your Boros Reckoner, and you can make him indestructible. And then you block, you block, and you give him life link with Azorius Charm, and then uh, you, he takes the damage.
0: And then he deals it to himself, and then he deals yep. it to himself. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And he keeps yeah. doing
1: it, and he keeps gaining life. And
0: and, and then the other uh, uh, the other one, uh, Bog, Bog Brew Witch, Festering Newt, Bubbling Cauldron. That's a sure. three card combo.
1: But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is. It's not even. Uh... Yeah, it's something. <laughs> but yeah i i don't know um i saw some cool ones with um a johnny mentor of heroes plus chain veil plus uh sage of hours or something like that because you can put uh he's the, the heroic dude you take the plus one plus one counters off of him
0: and oh yeah yeah
1: ref, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you take infinite turns um but then again, you could do the same thing with a Johnny Mentor of Heroes, Sage of Hours, and um, oh boy, my memory is gone. It's the Golgari, the uh, the two green black four four and Corpshack menace. Yeah, double if you get a plus one plus one counter, you double it. That's infinite turns. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of really silly stuff when you can. Imagine a scenario where you've tutored up three different cards that aren't individually good on their own. Although Planeswalkers tend to be good individually.
0: That's the thing, is that, like, Planeswalkers are already good. If you're playing a deck that runs Planeswalkers, like, that's already your plan. And then you just throw this in there, and then you can plus it, and you can just gain more value from it. You know? I don't know.
1: Somebody gets a Ferrari.
0: Yeah, a new car. <laughs>
1: That's an Aqua Team quote. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he's like, meet wads. described... He's like uh, in a haze, and he's trying to describe how this multi-level marketing scheme works. <laughs> and it's like, and then you get your friends to buy, and then they get their friends, and then so- somebody gets a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what all the chain-veil talk sounds like to me.
0: <laughs> um, my, Where it's my... like, you,
1: get, you activate your planeswalker, and then you activate this, and then you activate something and somebody gets a Ferrari. Well,
0: then my, uh, then that sounds like, you know, thinking about all this makes me think of my favorite beat quote, which is I'm so dumb as hell. I'll never get hired in today's fast paced world. I'm going <laughs> to go to my room and wait for my body to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. Um, Very so grim. yeah, it's good. Uh, Tormod's crypt is reprinted. It's an interesting reprint. Um, you know, obviously, depending on how relevant graveyard strategies are.
1: Eh, rest in peace is rotating. They had to have it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that, that's cool. And well, the, the good thing about this is that you don't have to be playing white to to get the ability. You know, so that's cool. Um, and we'll see. We'll see how, how relevant that is. Um, you know, if, uh, you know, there's a reanimator deck or, or a mill deck that's actually, or not mill deck, but a, a self mill is what I meant. Um, if there's a deck like that that's working, then Tormod Script will have a very happy place in Standard. Um,
1: it's I'll weird like... they didn't give the Painlands new art.
0: Yeah, that is kind of weird. I didn't even think about that. But At yeah. The Battlefield
1: Forge, it just looks like, I don't know, art seems like have come a pretty long way since the original printing of these. Yeah. Hmm. And like some of them look okay, like uh, Caves, Caves uh, caves of coal, coal, yeah,
0: whatever. Coilus,
1: uh, looks fine, but like, yeah, battlefield forge is, is very old school. That art <laughs> yeah. I don't think they, that would get printed.
0: That is weird. It's almost like they like threw it in there last minute. They're like, Oh, whatever. Just put that art in there. Who cares? Um, yeah, should... I would
1: have liked to have seen new art.
0: Yeah. Well, at least we have the pain lands. I think they're good. Um, and, uh, evolving wilds. So, um, everyone's predictions were correct. And fetch lands are back, baby. Fetch lands Woo! are back. Yeah. And thank you, Charles L. Johnson III, for that joke because I didn't make that up myself. Um, because he posted it. He's like, "See, I told you. I told you."
1: <laughs> you gonna uh, play some radiant fountain? No, but no? <laughs> I
0: know. I I think it's good. Like, I mean, if there was a way to bounce the land and replay it, it would be good. mm Hmm. Uh, some sort of repeatable... I mean, it doesn't exist right now. But, like, you know, you're playing a control deck. You know? Having a way to, like, repeatably gain two life would be pretty good.
1: Ah, that's a trick question. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not good. I don't like it.
0: I don't think it's bad, though.
1: Um, Was there, like, an Avison card that had that? It was, like, the Angel Sanctuary or something like that?
0: Yeah, but I think it was, like, one life, maybe. Or maybe it was... Or
1: just... it was, like, one life when this comes into play, and then one life whenever an angel comes into play like
0: control. That. yeah yeah i don't know if, super relevant if 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 you were if you were able to rebuy it you know then maybe it would actually be okay but it's not great i'm not sitting there saying oh yeah it's totally rad but like eh, it could work in like a control deck um the urborg urborg is 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 is, is reprinted and before rotation happens I am going to cast corrupt in standard. I'm going <laughs> to make it happen. I'm going to make mono black uh control happen in standard. I'm going to do it cuz it'll be funny.
1: You're going to Oh, you're going to do mono black control. Yeah. Yeah? I don't think anyone's played that before. But you Not the I mean. standard. You
0: know what I mean? Not devotion. <laughs> Not, devotion. Not mono black devotion. I'm going to do like a control based like with like what's it called? Drown in sorrows and just a bunch of removal and like some planeswalkers and some corrupts Um, and I'll lose yeah. a lot, but it's an and I don't care.
1: Yeah. I don't think they could have gotten away with printing mutilate,
0: man. I wish they would though. I just wish they would. Maybe they print, maybe that's what they're going to print in cons. That seems like a flavorful reprint for cons.
1: Wish a wizard would
0: seriously, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thank you for naming the episode. <laughs> um, so, uh, what's the... I, did, I forgot to put it on the list. The last card we want to talk about is the... Sliver uh, Hive. Sliver Hive. So, it taps for a mana of any color?
1: Yeah, so you can tap it for one color list, right. regardless. Uh, you can add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Spin this mana only to cast a Sliver spell. And then for five colorless tap, you can put a one one colorless sliver creature token onto the battlefield. But you can activate this only if you control sliver. So you could have like a vault out even, um, if you so chose. Right. And start going off that way. Um, I mean, it's awesome. I think it makes five color slivers a thing definitely for the next couple months. Yeah. And uh, it's weird though. They 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 completely they changed the art for sliver hive. So it's not the um it's not the art they've been using for the rest of the slivers in m fifteen or m fourteen it's uh I don't have any faces, I don't like it, should <laughs> it. shouldn't have messed with the the, the sliver art
0: yeah yeah, It should make them look like people again, totally yeah, uh,
1: they're all like pointy and they make me feel inadequate yeah man as, as a wizard. <laughs>
0: It is late. <laughs> I needed to get up at f- in four hours to watch tour de France. Um, I'm up
1: at five for work. <laughs>
0: yay. I, I work in the morning too. And then we're getting together to play cards. Oh joy. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty awesome. So yeah, it's going to be nonstop. Um, cool. So I think we should wrap this up because we've already gone the three hours I think of content and I think we're keeping it. So, um, you know, thanks for listening. If you've gotten this far, <laughs> because, uh, we don't usually do episodes this long, but, uh, nah, you know, just felt like talking about some stuff. And It's a new
1: set, new, new cards. set,
0: lots of new cards. This set could really be better. Unique. Yeah. It's, it's really unique in terms of like just the, kind of swingy new cards that this set has had it's it feels a lot more unique than previous sets and and just feels a lot more powerful than previous core sets is what i mean and um i don't know so i had a lot to say about it and uh no reason to cut it down because we're only doing this every other week so it just i don't know i i, I kind of felt like i was like chomping at the bit to record this week so
1: we're gonna get some cons of uh, Tarkir spoilers. Come on!
0: Yeah, gotta wait a couple months for that. Ugh, I know the waiting game. No, the waiting game, the brutal waiting game. This so here's 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 you know because you haven't been on this podcast for for a year yet. The brutal waiting game is the wait between the release of cons and the release of the next set. That is the wait that gets really brutal as a podcaster, like creating content for like that five month span when you don't have like, like, uh, when you don't have spoilers to talk about, like it's, it's brutal. I mean, like we'll be playing in a lot of, in a lot of tournaments, like a lot of uh, PTQs and, and there's gonna be a GP in there, San Antonio. And, you know, we'll have a lot of cool stuff to talk about, but like, Spoilers are just like the best thing about doing a podcast. Just talking about the new cards and 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 giving first impressions has always been my favorite thing to do on the podcast.
1: I, I feel like they've released four sets in like the last month and a half.
0: That yeah, that's the thing. It's like this part of the year is just like a, a it, it's just like feast and famine. You know, like half the year you've got one set to talk about, and then half the year you've got like three sets in like four months, and it's and it's awesome. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so get ready, buckle down. We're going to talk about cons. We'll make, we'll make the cons spoilers episodes last two months after the set comes out. Is what we'll do. But like in next two weeks when we come back, we'll discuss, we'll discuss green. And it's like,
1: no, we'll be, we'll be discussing green enchantments. <laughs> yeah, it'll,
0: it'll be, it'll be November. <laughs> it's like, guys, we know what's in the set. Yeah. Well, this card here, I mean, like giant growth what do you think the applications of giant growth will be in limited um
1: i got some hot takes on the basic land art
0: (laughs) well we'll analyze each artwork each episode
1: power rank it
0: yeah that's right Power
1: power ranking the basic land art
0: Oh my goodness, stop That's what it's it. Come to. Stop yeah. it.
1: We need sleep time. No,
0: yeah, stop it. We need we need names for for future episodes. Don't don't <laughs> don't burn them all in this one. Oh yeah, <laughs> this <they're> gold. <laughs> <Cow. laughs> oh gosh. All right. So anyway, thanks for listening. It's been a while since I could hold my head up high. We are YOMTCH
1: taps. Stop bitching, start reviewing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. For the state with some defense, legs, wipes, alcohol, toss, molletalls, throwing dynamite. Now they get caught up in a hype for being soft tight. Zag, wicked jeans was have a meme on rice strike. And what they can combined. Little jinx outline, the highest price. Hip hop, you rep vague. I'm consistent, fresh, daily. I maintain the quiet life during open mics. Expectations is too high. Dreams holding it. I've lost friends and loved ones. Couldn't cope with them.
0: YoMTG Taps is available every other Thursday on legitmtg.com, iwantmymtg.com, mtgcast.com, and iTunes. Email us yomtgTaps at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr. yomtgTaps.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter at yomtgTaps. Follow me on Twitter at OMGWTFBHJFTW. Follow Stephen on Twitter at M00NPI. Follow Joey on Twitter at Affinity for Blue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. Available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening!